we are live. Hey, hello and welcome. I'm Nosh, and today we are playing, I think, the second and final episode of this one-shot adventure by J.C. Connors entitled <laughs> Lands of the Dark Witch. Uh, but hey, <laughs> that remains to be seen. Um, set in the early 15th century of medieval Germany, this adventure takes our heroes into a shadowy story of intrigue amongst clergy, knights, nobility, and commoners. Look in the video description to find our links to our compressed audio podcasts, our blog, our Discord channel, and our wiki and Facebook pages. And now, if you're still sitting comfortably after our uh, technical delay, uh, we're going to begin. So let's begin. Uh, does anybody have any character business they want to attend to? Uh, I know you all got a whopping two character points last session. Yeah, I'm going to spend both of them. Spending one in, in skills that I think I should have had. Uh, body language and diagnosis. Excellent. I will That's for Father Poncelet. I will increase my broadsword. Alrighty. Um, I don't know. I think I'm okay. Um, although I'm uh, not okay, okay, because I hurt. I'm I'm in a lot of pain. Well, in some pain. Clinging to consciousness. Oh yeah. I have two hit points of eleven <laughs> or thirteen. Um, do yeah, we? Does anybody have first aid? <laughs> uh, I think we did do the first aid before we left. We sure, we sure did. Oh right, yeah. That's why you have two. Yep, because I was at zero, I believe. I was trying to stay conscious prior to. I think it makes sense for me to take uh, animal handling since he's been driving. We'll just raise it up one level. Is that? Isn't that the uh, driving? That's Teamster, I think. Teamster. Team. Sorry. Oh, Teamster. Right. Teamster. Teamster. How about uh, Sister Marguerite? She's going to take sex um, appeal. <laughs> no, she is a nun. Um, I think I'll bump up knife and stealth, each by one. Uh huh. She's a nun, so she bumped up stealth and knife. <laughs> right. <that makes> <laughs> Nuns can be sneaky. <laughs> Naughty ninja nuns. Naughty, sneaky, and uh, combat effective with a knife. Right. Now I have to remind myself what we were doing. We were taking a body somewhere, right? Yep. We were taking the body to a priest, and we just got waylaid by a bunch of uh, naughty woodland folk. Bandits. Waylaid bandits. by bandits. Well, I'll give you a little uh, recap, and uh, we'll, we'll kick off from there, if everyone's done with their character business. I'm good. Yep. Okay. I'm good, too. Okay, so it should be noted that uh, because uh, thanks to uh, the author, J.C. Connors, he actually uh, noted that uh, Viet should have a poleaxe on his person. Uh, not in his person, but on his person. So uh, a poleaxe has magically appeared in Viet's uh, inventory. It's in the. It was in the 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 wagon. And isn't it Viet like a drunk? Not perhaps. Hey, but uh, but there is now a poleaxe uh, where there was none before. All right, I'm going to go into this uh, recap. So our adventurers were ordered at the behest of Wilhelm Gebelstadt to take the body of Burgermeister Jacob from Würzburg to Bishop Gerhard 
who is currently in the town of Bergtheim, which is some 10 miles away as the crow flies. Between them and Bergtheim, however, is a road that shoulders the Darkwald, a dark forest filled with bandits and rumors of witches and the supernatural. While traveling along the forest road, our adventurers were waylaid by a band of ne'er-do-wells who were intent on doing them there well. However, the adventurers gave them a right good thrashing, killing one bandit and leaving three alive but unconscious. Poor Valrad, however, was grievously wounded in the exchange, and Sister Marguerite has done her best to give them all aid. And now, instead of carrying one body to Bergheim, the party is carrying numerous bodies. Speaking of bodies, as you finish tending to the wounded and injured, you see a cloaked man with his back to you, standing at the end of the wagon where Burgermeister Jacob's body was lying in a deceased state. The man turns, and you see Jacob looking at you with lifeless eyes. Wow, that's not cool. That seems unreal. Everybody make a fright check at minus yeah. two. Huh. <laughs> that's not normal. Nope. <laughs> Nope! And everyone runs screaming, the grave digger and the uh, uh, head priest just stare. <laughs> I'm like tilting my head, going, okay, so how does this actually work? That suggests the grave digger has seen this before. <laughs> like, yeah. didn't, like, didn't I bury you? Oh, let me get my shovel and clonk him on the head, make sure he's dead this time. <laughs> Leave it to the amateurs to not make sure the body's dead before trying to bury it. Yeah. Four. Four. Oof. Again, I'm losing lunch. Uh, where are the tables? Sorry. It was linked into the chat. I'll, I'll drop it again. I, I see it. Sorry. Um, Lose 1D fatigue. Oh my gosh. You <laughs> I'm out. Actually, I think uh, uh, sister didn't include her plus four. Oh, she has a plus four? Yeah, you failed by four, right? So um, in that case, you uh, <laughs> you add the uh, the failed by as a plus. Oh, right. I, checked. I mean, that would be a oh, that's, Ooh, that means it's <laughs> even worse. I know, right? What is Hello, his? Like... Uh, his is what, 22? Oh, so mine is actually a severe faint. No, it's uh, it, it, you failed by four. Acquire a ten point delusion. In addition, uh, so that's uh, eighteen twenty, yeah, twenty two. Acquire a ten point delusion. In, in addition, addition to what? Oh, then uh, it's, uh, rolls on the. Who are you talking edition. about, me, Nicholas? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, you rolled an eighteen, but you didn't include the plus four. So your result would have been 22. Oh, because of the failure by four. Yeah. <laughs> Which oh, I think God. is also the panic. I think he runs around screaming. He doesn't have a... No, there's there's long-term condition. that It's it's another table that auto-rolls. Uh, oh. uh, but since we're, we're having to undo that, does do we have that? Yeah, that would be the... Oh, wait, I can't do that. Uh, you'd have to get the um, so long term, yeah, long term conditions. You can link so, that, that one, Brian. Yeah, 
so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna drop the long-term conditions in the table and then uh Volrad just roll on the long-term condition table, okay? Oh that would be for Viet. Or no, Nicholas. Unless yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. N Nicholas. Yeah. I'm obviously scared of dead people and bodies. We're, we're going to backtrack. We'll backtrack and we'll just take this one step at a time. Oh, I thought the six was. He's going to curl up, start sobbing, sucking his thumb. So stop. Oh, man. We could just retire him now. <laughs> Infantile regression. Awesome. So uh, the note reads. Um, it's a delusion. It's major. Uh, you're confused, easy to read, and and fearful. And the sisters looks like it would have been stunned for one d seconds. Every second after that, roll versus modified. Acquire a new mental quirk in addition to a short term condition. Yeah. So she already had the short term condition, which was nightmares for one day right. or one d day or something. But a new quirk uh, she will need. Where's this? Uh, where's this gothic horror fright check table from, uh, Nosh? From Gerps Horror. Okay, horror. Yeah, that's 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 nice. I like that. So, uh, okay, so Sister Marguerite, you acquire a new metal quirk. You kind of retch for twenty-five minus health seconds, and you've got nightmares for for a number of nights. I think the. The actual roll, because I forgot to do the plus four, uh, would have been a 16. So it would be, instead of retching, it would be stunned. For ah, okay. Okay. And she got a new quirk. I understood. And Viet, what happened to you? Viet is stunned for uh, one, or oh, sorry, loses one fatigue. He's going to be stunned for <clears throat> two turns, and then he will have seven turns of flashbacks. Awesome. Okay, so what sort of flashbacks do you think it's going to have for about seven seconds? Seeing a dead guy raised, he's going to be having flashbacks back to the battlefield. Okay. He'll yeah, see, he he'll see faces of people that, you know, he killed close up. Um, he'll see them standing before him and stuff. Awesome. I'm still, uh, I'm still marveling at Nicholas's infantile regression. That's just beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm trying to figure out how to roleplay. That mean. Uh, I have to pick something. Uh, what is it? it? Said confusion, fearfulness, and what else? It's. Uh, it's uh, so it's a major delusion. Like you know, I'm ten years old, confused, easy to read, and fearful. So maybe my delusion could be something like people don't really die; they just, you know, they come back. Something along those lines. I don't know. I uh, I think what I can do is uh, drop these uh, traits into your advantages and disadvantages for you to, I think, for you to read. I'm looking at the, um, I got the character, you know, I'm looking at the phobias. Do I have to have a phobia, 10-point phobia as well? Well, none of this is, none of this is going to lower your point value. It's just, um, 
I think, yeah, it's just a combination of the whole, the whole bunch. Uh, so anything to do with infantile regression people... is what you get. Yeah. Oh, I see what it is. Yeah. What uh, Rigel just posted the delusion is I'm 10 years old. So infantile well, that's regression. An example. Yeah. Yeah. So the infantile regression is the delusion. That'd be so weird. That's not going to, that's not really going to help his uh, search for a wife. Uh, so instead of search for his wife, he's going to search, search for his mom. I just want oh, my mom. Man. All right. And then do I have a phobia as well? Or is that all like, you know, I don't know. I think, yeah. I think uh, fearfulness is added or is part of because it's like this is acquired 10 point phobia in addition oh long long-term condition yeah ne uh, phobia. necrophobia would be a fear of dead bodies that would be appropriate here i guess yeah i'm scared of monsters you know dead monsters and he he was already scared of the dark and dark forest because of my quirks yeah, he's he's going to be a chicken, isn't he? He's going to be paying for a, a lot of therapy. Pretty much. Not this time period. He's got so, a major PTSD. Yeah, so uh, if you can load up the traits uh, window and, and, and if you have it activated, I've got the various advantages and disadvantages listed. So you can hopefully just drop them into your character. Is that from assets or modules? It should be modules. And it should be one entitled Groups, Traits, and Abilities by Nosh. Um, I have uh, I have one that says Groups, Traits, Kent, and the one that says Groups, Traits, and Abilities, and I don't see a name. Ah, go with Groups, Traits, and Abilities. Yeah, I didn't have that turned on either. Dang, did you do all of them? I did all of them. That's uh, dedication. So hopefully in-game you should be able to just click on things and find your skills and your advantages and disadvantages did you happen to mention if the quirk that sister gets i did not but i think the sister can can decide what quirk she thinks she should have oh fine okay i'll go look so uh so yeah so so the uh so the outcome is uh for those of you who are stunned uh otherwise disabled um by the time you recover from all of that, uh, you simply hear the uh, Burgermeister groan, sort of ex exhuming this, exhausting this, this horrible rattling from his lungs. He groans, the skull of the saint will become the devil's tankard. And then he simply drops to the ground. And for those of you who weren't stunned, um, throw a perception uh, check into the box, please. What's in the box? This is to notice if you saw the guy behind him weekend at Bernie. Right. <laughs> Bernie stuff. So, uh, Father Poncelet, uh, you see uh, what appears to Poncelet, you see a, a bronze coin fall. Out of his hand as he hits the ground into the into the muddy road. Um. Okay. 
Well, I will keep that in mind as I am advancing to investigate this dead guy. Try to figure out why he was different. Wait, wait. I'm going to look at the look into the the the, the wagon before. Uh, is Jacob still in the wagon? No. Jacob's body is is lying at the very back of the wagon. Seems to happen all the time. Uh, see, seems to happen all the time. Pastor, some people just spoon. Right. Well, this is odd. Normally, I give them a good clunk on the head, make sure before I bury them. Right. Okay. So, uh, well, I'm make sure that or you go over there and check and see if this guy, the burgomaster, is dead again or. Uh, yeah, you approach the body, it doesn't move, and it looks to you like it's a perfectly good corpse so what was it he said the skull of the saint will be uh he said the skull of the saint will become the devil's tankard hey i have uh, a saint skull thank killian hmm. well go get the uh, pick up that coin i hope it doesn't have a denarian in it <laughs> Does uh, Father Ponce's grow a third eye? No, but uh, that's what the coin looks like. Is that a depiction of the Virgin Mary? Mother Mary, yeah, it looks like. Well, let's see. Would someone want to throw a theology roll out there? Yep, I can do that. So uh, you recognize this uh, coin uh, as a representation of St. Milberga, an 8th century nun who was venerated for her ability to convince sinners to repent. And she is also surrounded by fantastic stories, including that she had mysterious influence over birds. Another story tells how she prayed beside the body of a dead child and suddenly fire from heaven engulfed the child. And when the flames abated, the child was alive and his mother was overjoyed. I'm curious what actually happened. But yes, he will relate uh, relate Good. some of that information. Wasn't in a, really dead. In a dry, uh, not Matter. necessarily uh, entirely believing uh, kind of way. Well, should get that uh, that body back under the cart there, Borad. Uh, Before I touch it, I prod it pretty heartily with uh, with something. No desecrating the body, please. It's uh, it's <laughs> it's not uh, it's not moving. It's not animated. It looks uh, the eyes stare lifeless up at the sky. Uh, snow is falling on it and not melting. Maybe I should tie its feet just to make sure that if it tries this again. <laughs> well, I think it's funny how I'm like you know telling you to lift it up, and you're like limping around with uh, with, uh, the slow move of two. Right. Half move and dodge. Viet will grab his bottle of wine, take a uh, swig, and he'll say, Father, can you explain what we just saw? I am certain he can come up with a reasonable sounding explanation that the the, the player can't come up with. (laughs) Uh... (laughs) Well, it's probably as the gravedigger said. This this fellow wasn't uh, quite uh, wasn't quite dead. 
it does happen. I should probably make sure that he actually is dead dead. No pulse, no breathing. As I pull a bloody dagger out from... <laughs> oh, I guess we could have done it that way, too. No. I mean, if you wish, if you wish to plunge a dagger in the body, you're more than welcome no, no. to. I, I will just heft the body back on, and as if it was not a thing, although it is a little creepy. But uh, and what about the uh, unconscious bandits? Uh, I believe should tie them up and throw them the wagon too. Yeah, there was uh, three, uh, three unconscious and one dead. Well, surely we've got some sort of rope or something that we can tie these fellows up with. They have their own equipment. I'll drop that into the uh, party sheet. It doesn't have a rope. I think Niklas is like staying as far away as possible from the bodies. And he's like, oh, my God, please cover them up. Oh, no. You know, he's just terrified and won't go anywhere near them. Well, that's not going to do. We need you to drive. Viet, Come along, man. Viet will notice this, walk over to Nicholas and uh, thrust, his, some wine. thrust his wine bottle into his chest. Ow! Yeah. You had to fill it with a wine bottle? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, this will settle your nerves. Full ride picks through all the arrows. <laughs> like, oh, these are good. <laughs> yeah, you can go to the party sheet, and if you want to take something, go for it. Someone's doing something with a wine bottle. Yeah, apparently, uh, Viet is killing Nicholas with the wine bottle. I mean, he's thrusting it in his chest. Drink. This will settle your nerves. How's uh, how's Nicholas in that infantile regression coming along? Oh, owie, owie, owie! This burns. <laughs> yeah, he's. Um, I think the phobia of dead bodies, and then just he just thinks that anybody. Like a body can be, can come back to life and become a monster. So, you know, he believes in monsters. Eh, don't be ridiculous. There are no such thing as monsters. What do you want to do now? Are you uh, hauling all the bodies into the uh, wagon along with the uh, dead Burgermeister? Yeah, I figure that's what we should probably do and then turn them over to, because uh, uh, we're going to a larger city. Town, whatever. Uh, Bergheim is smaller than Würzburg, but larger than uh, Gebrunn on the map. Okay, but uh, Bergheim should have uh, some sort of authority or something like that, I'm presuming. Well, yes, the bishop's there uh, at the moment, well, overlooking, the, uh, overlooking the overlooking uh, the the stocks of, uh, of grain, etc., for the. Uh, from the winter. Right, so we're going to be turning these dudes over to the church because they went and attacked a, uh, uh, a churchman in his party. Very well. Uh, let's no one see. expects the German Inquisition. So after having gone through all this excitement and uh, Sister Marguerite applying the first aid to the wounded, et cetera, et cetera, it's now around uh, 9.30 in the morning, maybe quarter to 10. Very Do you? Do you press on along the forest road? Yes, I think that was the plan. Yes. Yes. Right. We I need, to, I need to get to where somebody can heal me. I'm pretty ouched. You're, you'll be fine. What was it? An axe to the guts? Uh, Something like that. 
That's right, Tommy. They're they're just asleep. Don't bother my my friend. He's dead tired. As you uh, continue on your journey along the forest road, you get about say two miles out of uh, Gabrun, and all of a sudden, uh, storm clouds sort of uh, begin thickening, and then it begins to pour down rain, making an already a uh, difficult road, uh, even even more hazardous in terms of mud and slipperiness. Um, but then the light begins to fade, and it all of a sudden feels like it's dusk, even though it's probably only, you know, uh, 10, 15, something like that, maybe 10 o'clock. And suddenly you smell the smell or scent of ash and sulfur in the air. What do you do? Look around for the source of the fire. Anyone else? Look for the, yeah, I'll probably be pretty curious myself. It sounds like a deja vu. Make sure we're not about to get, you know, ambushed by more, or waylaid again by more bandits. Damn looking, looking off to your left, a hundred or so yards, um, you can see a glowing light appear. Hey, there's the fire. And the light is moving towards your position. It's not moving quickly. It's as if someone's carrying maybe a lantern and walking through the trees, but it doesn't seem like a lantern light from your experience. It feels more like a, a, a fiery light. Quick question. Um, I seem to remember that Marguerite had some kind of a dream last session where there was a stretch of forest and uh, somebody on fire that like pointed or walked off into the woods. Does this area woods look yes. like that? Absolutely. That does sound familiar. Okay. But if you remember, it wasn't a feeling of, uh, you know, it wasn't ominous to you. You had the sense this was divinely uh, planned. Okay, so Marguerite will. Uh, did we stop? Like, stop? Or are we still moving? I'm not sure. What are you all doing? Uh, I think we were probably still moving. Maybe uh, just slow down heads a little on, bit. Yeah, slow down. Heads on swivels. Viet, he will grab his crossbow um, and treat this as a possible threat. Um, Did you say it was getting dark? Um, Nicholas, do you want to go first? I'm just asking, is it um, how dark? Is it getting dark? Yeah, it, even though it's not even lunchtime yet, it's only around 10 in the morning, it feels like it's dusk. That's a mean storm. Um, Nicholas has a fear of the <laughs> woods and darkness and monsters now. He's like Wrong. trying to make the thing go faster. <laughs> he's yeah, he's like, oh my god, the monsters are coming out. They took my brother. We must get out of here. And he starts um speeding up a little bit on the on the wagon. So you're the guy that runs off on his own? No, he's he's driving the wagon. That means the wagon's gonna you know, he's gonna flip the wagon here in a second or two. It'll be like an A team flip. Yeah, Marguerite notices that, and she's like, well, no, no, wait, stop. There's, there's no danger here. But, but the monsters, the lights, 
They took my brother. We must leave. There, there are no monsters here. <laughs> she'll, she'll try to slow, slow, you know, like take his hands and try to slow the the horses, but probably not be able to do much of anything because she's kind of a, you know, kind of a wimp. A ninja. She yes, could knife you. Pretty. <laughs> That's it. Um, like, will, will, will you protect me from the monsters? Yes, yes, we will protect you from the monsters. Please, please stop the wagon. Because I'd imagine everybody who is actually walking is being left behind at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, hey. Uh, Nicholas, what do you do? Well, he's kind of changed his outlook on uh, Sister. Um, what's her name? Um, Sister Maurice Maressi. <laughs> Marguerite Mar- changed it as a joke. Oh, oh, <laughs> All right, he's you know now he's not looking at her as wife material, but maybe yeah, uh, maybe he could, she could be his mom. Mommy. Um, <laughs> oh God. Ew. So he's like, okay. Ew. and he, and he starts failed, slowing down. That failed, dude. Holy cow. <laughs> Mommy, so mommy. Slows, slows I'm dying. Or stops nope. the wagon. I'm done. I'm done. I'm dead. You slow the uh, cart down, uh, in, uh, and your Oedipus complex begins. All right. Um, okay. So you're looking towards the, uh, the the tree line, and yeah. Marguerite. As soon as the wagon comes to a safe stop, she's going to hop down from the wagon and start making her way towards the light. Uh oh. Okay. So, so uh, Sister Marguerite uh, dismounts the wagon and heads off to the trees. And as she sort of uh, gets uh, gets out of the wagon and, and starts to move to the tree line, you see uh, a man emerging from the tree line. His body blackened and wrapped in, in cloth strips, but surrounded in flickering flames. Anyone with occultism can give it to the old toss in the in the uh, in openly, please. So he looks very unnatural. Very unnatural. So Father Poncelet, you identify this as the fiery man, a spirit sometimes thought to be a kobold that leads people home, or as the tale goes, three silver dollars. No, what I'm seeing is a man who's dressed up like uh, a fiery man. And the fiery man stops at the edge of the woods, casts a glance at you all, and then in kind of a sweeping gesture with his hand, points into the tree line behind him and beckons you to follow and begins to walk into the woods. Apparently he wishes us to go with him. Yep, sister immediately goes into the woods after him. As... Well, unless somebody stops her, she's going. Has anyone nope. explained the legend of you know this guy, this fiery man? Yeah, so you may not you may not know why sister is going into the woods, but into the woods she's I going. Don't know if if uh, Father Poncelet would uh, describe or, or explain it because. He thinks it's kind of bunk. So Viet will. Um... But he is curious. But uh, but but you might you do remember? Well, I guess you could all make IQ rolls to try to remember this. Although it was just last night, 
Um, but uh, it was Gabelstadt who, who said that that uh, Jacob had met the fireman, allegedly had met the fireman right. on the road. Right. Well, I'm curious. I want to, I think I'm going to start heading that way and say, yes, let's, let's follow and see what we can learn from this fellow. Yeah, we'll dismount. Stay, stay prepared. Just we'll in case. Dismount. He'll have his crossbow still in hand. He'll stow his wine bottle in the saddlebag and he says, are you crazy? We've seen a man, a dead man walk. And now we're seeing a man on fire leading us into the woods. Yes, but he's perfectly safe. See those those strips there, you know, specially treated, so they look like they are they may be on fire, but they're not actually harming him. So you say this is just a joke. Not not a not necessarily a joke. It may be some silly superstition, but we may gain, gain additional intelligence and that's what we need to find. Or we need to gather. Ah, and with right. this storm, and with this storm coming, that may slow us down. It may turn this road into the same kind of muck that we weren't wanting to avoid. And um, Nicholas, uh, you see Sister Marguerite and just get out of the wagon and start walking to the trees. Um, he is terrified. Well, she reassured him. He's scared of monsters coming out of the woods, but he doesn't want her to come to any harm. He's trying to, so I think he would go after her to protect her. With the wagon? No. Well, we can't leave off, the bodies here. No, no, he gets stay off there the wagon. Drive. Let's, 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 you know, drive forward. Well, there's no path. He's walking through the trees. Uh, there's no path where he's going. So he's like, sister, sister, you must not go by yourself. Let me protect you, the monsters. So there's no way that wagon is going to go through the trees. Yes, huh. wait, sister. And um, Viet is going to grab his um, pole axe, sling the crossbow over his shoulder, and he'll walk after um, Sister Marguerite. Well, I'm not gonna be left behind with the uh, uh, infant dude, so <laughs> I guess no, I'll the infant that. guys uh, advancing forward. Oh, as well. with, okay. no, the thing, the thing I'm thinking is like we've got several unconscious uh, guys here. If we just abandon them in the, the wagon, we may come back here and our wagon will be gone. I can fix that. So as she's, uh, you know, approaching the tree line, <laughs> and here's um. You know, and here's the voices behind him. She'll turn around as she continues backing towards the tree line and say, I had a dream. It was from God. This is divine. This is divine. We must follow. And she'll turn around and keep going. We will. We will. Just wait for all of us. So do you abandon the wagon or do you leave someone behind? <laughs> we should leave Volrad behind. He's like, what? <laughs> It wouldn't be out of question, I guess. You there. I mean... Keep an eye on this wagon for us. We'll be right back. On the other hand, Valred's equally hardly able to defend himself. He's, what, sitting at two hit? You're sitting at two hit points? Yeah. I'm yeah, well, I'm also, I'm also looking. Apparently, uh, Valred has uh, 
bloodlust, so it's entirely possible it's going to wait until <laughs> we're out of view and then go step, 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 step. And then hide, drag the bodies off to the woods. They got up and ran away. <laughs> Even the dead ones. Viet, did no, you have a solution? That guy to the, the bishop. Viet, did you have a solution? He will... We didn't have any rope to tie up the unconscious guys, right? Uh, let's let the universe decide. On oh, a, I, uh, I have a jad. I can. I have, uh-huh. I, I have rope, but I reach it. So then we'll tie the. Quickly tie them up. I'll stop the sister from getting too far ahead. I tie them up. Excellent. And maybe we we lash the horse to a tree. Even better. You all follow the fiery man into the woods. And that's the last anybody ever saw of us. And I'd like to thank everyone for being patient enough for the the adventure to end. It's been fun. Look forward to the start of Star Wars Vanguard next. Anyway, anyway, uh, so so you enter the woods. um, (laughs) And and, uh, so you, you continue to walk through the woods, the fiery man uh, moving effortlessly, it seems. One wonders if he's even walking. It's almost like watching someone uh, just sort of float through the air, um, through the thick uh, trees and uh, brush. And in about five minutes, uh, you see a ramshackle hovel um, up ahead. And the fiery man turns once more to look at you, opens the door to the hovel, steps inside, and shuts the door behind him. Do you approach the hovel? How rude. Yes. Oh, yeah. The hovel looks to be maybe 50 or more years old, made of rotting gray wood and has a drooping thatched roof. There's a single window on the side, but uh, it's boarded up. And you can see smoke coming out of a, a simple uh, rock and mortar uh, chimney. And there is a small bucket that sits outside the door. Wasn't there something about having to pay this dude? Well, if you believe that sort of thing. Although, again, uh, I'm not sure that, uh, that uh, the father has even mentioned that that part of the thing although oh. if it's if it's kind of local to this area some of the some of the characters may know that like it, almost it, common it, knowledge again it was a point that that um gablestadt had made he, he talked about he didn't know if jacob had paid the three the three silver or not ah i knew there was something about the three silver yeah well, we have come this far. I um, take Viet uh, is wealthy. The coin. Well, there was also the coin from the uh, bandits, so he takes three of the yeah, coins that he pocketed. That. Oh. So the door is shut, and there is a small bucket outside the door. Uh, what would you like to do? Knock on the door. Three coins added. Okay, so who put three coins in? Uh, I'll throw in the three coins from the... Um, uh, bandits that we collected from the bandits. Okay. So um, 
And then shrugs. Look at the pre uh, father Pontelet and just shrugs like, what you do? Yeah, well, he's gonna probably sigh and and just like, did you have to do that? So Silly superstitions. Um, so Volrad, you put three silver coins in the bucket. Uh, as you do, you see about eighteen in the bucket already. Uh, Father Ponsada, you knock on the door, but there's no response. Ponsalay. Ponsalay. Bullred, what do you do? Knock. As you touch the door, you disappear. What? Well, that's... <laughs> and you find yourself inside the hall. Is that a uh, fright check? I think that's a fright check. No modifiers. For everybody? Everybody runs away. Everybody. <laughs> I'm being eaten. <laughs> I don't want to die. I should have listened to Father Ponchelet. Wow. I want to burn some shit. <laughs> <laughs> burn building That's down funny. around. Burn Nicholas. Oh, no. Nicholas has failed by four again. Oh, no. Oh. This is going to be awesome. Stairs. <laughs> It's like, what the hell was that? What the hell was that? <laughs> I gotta hear. I gotta hear. I, I, I gotta hear Ronky do it. Okay. So I lose five fatigue. <laughs> and Nicholas gained a new mental quirk. It didn't roll uh, the short-term condition. That's interesting. Stunned for three turns. And hysterical for seven. Uh, so Nicholas, yeah, I don't know why I didn't sh roll the short-term condition for you, um, but if you roll on the short-term condition uh, table, I'll drop it for you. We can see what happens. Comedy of errors. Okay, so for while he's doing that, so for Marguerite, she succeeded the fright check, but I took the twitchy quirk, which means that every time she has to make a fright check, she also has to make a dex check, and if she fails, she has to drop something. So she had coin out in her hand while she decided to overcome her miserliness and she drops the coin in the mud. Okay. So we had a lot of rolls there, but for our listeners, um, for those of you who failed, can you just explain what happened? We'll start with Viet. So Viet loses five fatigue. Jeez. He will be stunned for three turns and he is hysterical for seven. He's shouting, what the hell happened? What is going on here? This is not right. This is not right. We're getting out of here. This is... Where did he go? <laughs> okay, well done. Uh, Nicholas, you failed as well. What happened to you? Well, he... Having um, a bad day. <laughs> he's having a bad day, so he was mechanic. He was stunned for six seconds um, whenever... I think it was Viet or... That disappeared. Bullred. Yeah. Oh, Bullred. Bullred. Sorry. It was the V, the other V. Um, and he has a new quirk and severe flashback. So all he could remember is when his brother stepped in through the woods one night and disappeared. So he just he just keeps reliving that moment. Excellent. And nobody else failed their freight yeah, check? Ponsolet did. Oh my, what happened to Ponsolet? 
Right. He is stunned for, it looks like, six seconds. Uh, and then every second after that, uh, he can try to recover. And for a number of minutes, looks like it's going to be six minutes, he is suffering from pyromania. So he will very much, once he comes out of that stun, he's going to be looking around for something to burn this hut to the ground because it's clearly <laughs> the devil's work. That's the devil. <laughs> It's gotta, we gotta burn this thing. We gotta burn it. And I think I can get at least uh, Vite on board with that. So, um, Volred, uh, you find yourself inside a a very uh, uh, tidy um, little uh, little hovel. I look a little confused. Like I don't remember going through the door, but. uh, and uh, what you see, yeah, what you see is a short, ugly little creature. Uh, might be a man, hard to tell, about the size of a child. Face is bearded and withered and has very dark, dark eyes. And uh, he bows at you and says, thank you for your patronage. Please have a seat. And there is a seat uh, by a fire, and you can see the fiery man sitting uh, in a chair near the fire. Uh, nice warm fireplace. Uh, there's uh, there's a uh, little kettle over the fire, and the fiery man looks at you, and he he looks quite normal now. Um, something otherworldly about him, maybe wisps of soot that kind of uh, drift around him, and he. Uh, and he motions to you to sit down. Um, hesitantly, Bullrad will set his bow on the ground and take a seat, wondering why no one else followed him into the building. So as you take your seat, Sister Marguerite appears on the other side of the door. And Sister Marguerite, she just again. In, so that means Vol needs to make his right check. and uh sister marguerite you see what i just explained uh and this little dwarfish man looks at you and says ah thank you for your patronage please have a seat by the fire and the fiery man looks at you and says yes sister please join us marguerite will smile and um go take a seat and say thank you uh, uh, Rad will whisper at the sister, what just happened? Didn't even use the door. It's God's will. Meanwhile, yeah. she sent outside, like, it's the devil's work! Burn it to the ground! <laughs> and Viet, game over, man! Game over! Game over! <laughs> There's some real hairy shit now, man! What are we gonna do? We shall burn this hobble to their songs around it. Goodbye, yeah. Anyway, um, chestnuts roasting. So, uh, the fiery man uh, says, Please sit down, sister. And he looks over to the dwarfish figure and says, Ozenberg, would you please attend to our guests? Will the others be joining us, sister? Do we hear them screaming outside? No, no, it's all very peaceful in here. Hmm. Shall I go check on them? If you wish, it won't cost you again to enter. Oh, thank you. That's very kind. And she'll 
gather herself up and go over and poke the door. So at this point, Osenberg says, please, simply open the door. Oh. When she opens the, open door, the door, we're all in, like, face paint. <laughs> We've got completely... Torches, half the town, pitchforks. <laughs> the door and the entire forest is on fire. <laughs> this is Lord Burn of the Flies Troy! moment. Burn Troy! So Sister Marguerite opens the door. You see Sister Marguerite standing there looking at you all. Ah, you're okay. Yes, we're perfectly fine. It's very lovely in here. And she'll motion towards the bucket to, you know, encourage them to, you know. Thankfully, she succeeded her miserliness. I guess this is the moment that... Um... Viet will pick up a bucket of water and put it out, put the fire out that we, you know, lit in the corner of the building. I <laughs> mean, well, we do have the the rain conditions, so it's entirely possible we're we're still struggling to get you to catch it on fire. And uh, Osenberg says, "You'll have to shut the door, sister. I'm sorry. There's only one way in." Oh, very well. You, she'll look back at the three of them and say, you know what to do, money in the bucket, and then poke the door, and she'll close it. I'm maybe. a very reasonable man. Maybe we overreacted a little things. bit. One at a time, please. <laughs> Viet will calm down a little bit and grab three silver and throw it into the bucket, and he'll hesitantly touch the door. And as soon as your fingertips touch the door, you're inside the uh, the building. Why is everyone running into the building? I'm trying to. It's like it's like I I barely notice when you guys enter. It's really weird. I look away for a second, and then somebody's come through the door. Ah, uh, good night. Please sit by the fire. Okay, so Nicholas is like acting like he's 10 years old now, so I may have to walk him through what, what he's doing. It's addled in the brain. Yeah, he's uh, um, yeah. terrified. Everybody's disappearing. They're leaving him alone by himself. His brother disappeared. So, yeah, he's yeah. probably... Uh, uh, Poncelet is strict and no, uh, you know, uh, no nonsense of this stuff, but uh, he will definitely uh, like pull out three of the coins, put them in Nicholas's hands, you know, say, drop these in the bucket, touch that. Yeah, he, he lets himself be led, and, and he does it. He puts the three okay. coins in. And you touch the door, Nicholas, and you're instantly transported inside, and uh, the little little funny man looks at you and says, it's okay. Please have a seat by the fire. I'm just making something to eat. Right, and Poncelet will be the last person to enter as he, like, you know, walks around the building a couple times. He's trying to figure out the trick, but his curiosity is going to overcome his uh, hesitance and will follow suit. Trapdoor. And so... That's what he was looking for. It's, uh, and so you, uh, you transport inside and... Uh, the dwarf looks at you and says, Ah, oh, another visitor. Please, uh, sit by the fire. Will you all be seated, seated by the fire? Or are some of you standing back? Or I'm seated. 
Yeah, we'll be seated. My first opportunity to sit what uh, sit down after taking some getting beat up. And I don't have the you know, old priest yelling at me to do stuff. And now he's <laughs> and now he's here. Bonsole, what do you do? All right, I'm totally looking around, you know, trying to figure out the trick. <laughs> okay. So the uh fireman looks at me and says, Father, sister, I I welcome you to my home, uh, but please do not approach too too closely to me. Why? What are you hiding apart from a trick? Nothing. I wish to know how the trick works. There is no trick. But let me introduce let me introduce myself. I am the man at arms of the woods. And uh and again, you sort of see him. He looks very normal, perhaps a little aged, but uh, but there's this strange, wispy sort of soot that kind of comes around him and leaves him, and uh, it's almost like an aura. Yeah. I've lived in these woods as long as time, and I have guided people safely back to their homes. Now, Osenberg, my caretaker, is a fine chef and a good caretaker, uh, he'll bring you something to eat shortly. I understand you are returning the Burgermeister's body to the bishop. You are very well uh, informed for a hermit in the woods with a trick door. I am very knowledgeable of the woods. I am very knowledgeable of the travelers in the woods. I have heard that he has struck down me, and I hear he's been struck down by a witch. Nonsense. Her vengeance, I can tell you, is fueled by dark magic. Dark magic and his fuel as a fire is fueled by black pitch. You must believe me. Well, I do not. And Ozenberg, the uh, dwarfish figure, comes by and uh, offers each of you a cup and has a pitcher and asks, would you like some ale? Yes, please. And he pours fills like, your cup. I, I, because I, I answered way too quickly, I kind of look sheepishly at the, the father and the nuns, like, if if it doesn't offend. And I'll still hold my cup out as if, you know, waiting for it to get filled. Well, the Osenberg seems to disregard any uh, anyone around him. He just starts filling your cup. Uh, and uh, turns to Viet. Viet will, right. of course, he will he wait fills, till the cup's yeah. filled and he'll take a wig. Actually, he'll down the whole lot and he'll hold his cup out for another. <laughs> Ozenberg winks at you and fills your cup again. Young Nicholas, uh, here, I think you'll feel better after this. Seeing uh, Viet. Just down his uh, ale, uh, Fullrad will also partake in his cup. Okay. Uh, Nicholas, do you uh, take a drink or take the drink he offers you? Yeah, he will take the drink for sure. He wants as to compare he, it to his own. As he pours it out, it actually isn't, um, it isn't beer. What pours into your cup is something more like the sweetest, creamiest milk you've ever had or seen. Great. Now he's playing to his uh, mommy issues. 
He's and like, I'm a big boy. Like I want the real stuff. I don't want this. <laughs> Very well, says Ozenberg. Um, but take us just just down the milk, and I'll give you some ale afterwards. So does that mean Nicholas has become like Homelander from the boys? Oh, <laughs> I don't know who that is. Sorry. So. You can drink it or you don't have to. It's up to you, of course. No, he's like, I don't want this. He's like, I he's like, don't treat me like a child. <laughs> Very well. Marguerite will just kind of look over at Nicholas and say, Don't be rude to our host. <laughs> she activates her mom voice. <laughs> mom voice. Activated. What do you do, Nicholas? Oh no, he's he's gonna he's not gonna drink the milk. He's gonna wait for his real drink. Okay. So Ponsole has a quirk that he does not drink. I'm presuming that's the alcohol. So if the dude has 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 uh, milk and he's like, Oh, this is milk, I'm not gonna drink it, he will reach over and, and take the milk. Very well. So you take the milk and uh and uh Ozenberg will pour uh, Nicholas, some ale. Has everyone... Okay. Who has not been served yet? I think the Marguerite. Yeah. Okay, so Ozenberg comes over and says, uh, would you like a drink, sister? Um, so at this point, she'll see that different drinks are, are able to come out, and she'll ask for some water. Very well. And uh, the sweetest water pours into your cup. And she will thank him for the uh, for the drink. Now we know that Viet drank, and we know that Volrad drank. Does Father Ponsolet and Nicholas and sister drink? Ponsolet, it's milk. Ponsolet, I'll sniff it. Make sure. It I actually... feel like we're being set up. <laughs> Absolutely. Let me I dip did. my finger in it and you know, taste it. Okay, it tastes like wonderful, wonderful cream. Yeah, I have um, no reason not to drink. And sister will drink. She'll just she just won't guzzle it. She'll just, you know, do the normal slow drink. Very well. Um, I'm gonna start with Volrad. Um oh, here it comes. Doom. Auto drunk. No, it'll it'll you, be much worse. You're gonna, you're gonna uh, have a tentacle. So uh Volrad, as you quaff the drink, you suddenly all your pain goes away, and you get eleven hit. You get eleven hit points back. Wow. Oh wow! He's like, this is some really good. <laughs> like, wow, this is so refreshing, and I. And Viet, uh, you instantly restore all of your fatigue if you took any. Yep. I feel great. And um, Nicholas, amazing. Nicholas, uh, you no longer feel like infantile regression is upon you. And now he's oh. super, super embarrassed. What? <laughs> yeah, he, he's definitely embarrassed. He's like, what? He's like, and oh my God, I can't believe it. Sister Marguerite, you will not have nightmares. So basically, can, if you... Can, if, she, uh, can she keep the quirk, though? The twitchy, because that's kind of funny. Okay, well, sure, you can you can keep the twerk, the twerk, the quirk. 
There it is. Uh, so if you Nicholas think more about marriage. So if you want to uh, undo your uh, whatever the, your your failed trite checks have put upon you, you can do that. Uh, but in this case, uh, Volrad, your your gift is the healing gift of healing. Woohoo! Um, I didn't have any long term, so I'm just okay. You may need to relink Viet to the combat tracker because it doesn't seem to be updating. Ah, okay. I know it's working now. Okay, I didn't have it open. Maybe that was why. Ah, interesting. Okay, so um, everyone feels much better, uh, relaxed, warm, at ease, uh, and the fireman just looks at you and doesn't say much more. Right. So he said that the. Jacob was killed by the witch, by a witch, right? That's correct. Okay, I think it's full of crap, uh, but uh, I will ask him to tell me what he knows about uh, this so-called witch. He uh, looks thoughtfully for a moment and then says, I've seen her at one of the dozens of block mountains that lie in these woods. What's a block mountain? Uh, so block mountains are what we, what the the British might call a, a Stonehenge, like a little ring of stones. Uh, okay. And I must warn you, as you make your way to see the bishop, one of the bishop's closest allies is in league with the witch. How do you witch know this? ally? You will know him by the hourglass scar upon his arm. Well, I certainly hope they will be kind enough to run around without any sleeves. And he sort of goes quiet again, looks at you thoughtfully, and says, I hope you have refreshed yourselves at my hearth. However, I have much more to do this day and cannot tarry any longer. I bid you all adieu. And with that, Ozenberg walks over to the door, opens the door, bows, and gestures to the outside. Right. Well, Onslaught is going to finish off his milk. Then I guess give the crazy dude who thinks he's a wizard a sharp bow and depart. May have to come back here with some uh, more Inquisition types and torches. (laughs) More torches. Marguerite will stand and say, thank you so much for your hospitality. And uh, likewise, you know, bow and um, head for the door. If you sell this brew, I'm sure you could make a killing. The uh, fireman, a little smirk comes over his face. He nods. Viet will hold his mug out. One for the road. Rosenberg says, oh, why not? And fills your mug again. And he'll down it. Come on! And Nicholas? Yeah. All right. And if you all leave, Rosenberg will uh, simply 
look at you, shut the door, and that's that. That was Your... the best beer I've drank. I mean, I feel like restored. Do I look restored? I mean, yeah, I yeah. You, if you want to look at your wounds, I mean, there's not even a, a scar from where the axe had uh, sunk into you. Look, father, not even a scar. So, Surely that beer was miraculous. So Viet's had three mugs. Is he feeling <laughs> Maybe. somewhat tipsy? Hey, you feel like you're a young recruit again and you just are so full of energy, but you're not at all woozy. It was happy good, you, but happy. I fear it wasn't very strong. Meanwhile, we hear... <laughs> and he's like staggering along. So, uh, yeah, so so you can uh, decide to what you'd like to do next. Continue on. Find our way back to the the road and the wagon. So you uh, have no trouble, and you uh, come back to the road. Your wagon is where it is. Uh, the individuals who were unconscious are very much now conscious, and they've been. You can you can sort of hear them calling out for help. Um, and you know what the hell is going on and and you know uh they're quite taken aback to find themselves tied up in the wagon with a dead guy with a dead guy um and while you only did a 5 minute trek and sat in that hovel for what you estimate could have been perhaps half an hour at the most um it is no longer what you would judge as 10 in the morning, it is now likely closer to noon. So some time has strangely elapsed. Hmm. Now I'm trying to figure out how to rationalize all of it. I'm looking up at the sky, looking you know, quizzically, trying to figure out, you know, trying to count on my fingers, hours. It's like, come along. Let's, let's get back on the road. Did that not seem like it took... Let's get back on the road. We must be through the woods before nightfall. Oh, you're back to normal. Very good. We were afraid you were permanently addled. He may yet still be, Father. <laughs> That's true. I'm afraid. We, don't, we don't know how many more uh, fright checks he's going to fail. <laughs> I should have put my points in the will. Nah, you should have reduced it just to have been funny. I have I have attempted in like a a horror game to intentionally have like a nine fright check just to see how messed up that character could end up as. So, uh, do you continue on your way towards uh, Gabron? All right, and so you uh, you make your way up the road uh, towards Gabron, and uh, the weather seems to uh, clear a little bit, and uh, you see Gabron. Uh, ahead, uh, up the road. And at this point, let's take a, a short intermission uh, and we'll be back shortly. Okay. Interlude. Okay. On break. Excellent. Uh, all right. So we're going to move right on. Uh, you, uh, you come out of the woods and you see Gabrun uh, before you. It's a rundown settlement. Uh, those uh, who are local, know that uh, Gudrun was charged with building the bishop's new fortress, 
located just a couple of miles east of the village. But after just a few months of construction, the region revolted and the structure was actually burned. And uh, so uh, you can't really see uh, much of what they had constructed because, it, again, it burned. But uh, off in the distance, you do see kind of what remains of a, of a keep or a little sort of corner uh, of the original building that's still standing. How revolting. <laughs> Precisely. So anyway, uh, Gabrun is, is before you. And what would you like to do? Um, it's around noon. Uh, by the time you're getting to Gabrun, uh, it's, it's now closer to, say, 1 o'clock. You still had a, a bit of a distance to go. Yeah, we just keep on going, you know, pass right on through, I think. You very well can. Yeah, do we even, do we have a reason to uh, stop? I can't think of one. Yeah, whichever, whatever you'd like to do. Do we have an idea of, I forget how many hours till we get to our destination? Oh, we can drop off the bodies. Yeah, the bodies and the bandits. So, from the look of Gabrun, it doesn't look like it's a center of authority. It looks like a pretty rundown place, but you're certainly welcome to dump anyone you want here. Yeah, we take them to the bishop. Let the bishop deal with them. The uh, distance from Gabrun to Bergheim is about seven miles, uh, and at your pace would take about two hours. Yeah, my recommendation is we just, you know, keep on trucking. Keep on down, keep on down the road. Um, well, if they don't have any facilities for the prisoners and stuff, then we'll move on. Okay, well, if everyone's in agreement, then uh, you will carry forward. The uh, road uh, doesn't really improve at all. It just continues to hug the, uh, the shoulder of the dark vault. And uh, you, you see Bergheim up ahead. Uh, it's a village uh, with acres of oats and cabbage fields surrounding it. Uh, at the center of the small village is a sturdy Romanesque church built on the remnants of what looks to be like an old monastery. And uh, you can see uh, villagers, you know, milling about, kind of quite curious to see you moving with this wagon forward. Um, but uh, if the bishop's going to be anywhere, it is going to be uh, in that Romanesque church. All right. Well... <clears throat> That's where we should go. Uh, again, uh, for the locals, you know that the bishop visits uh, Bergtheim uh, every year to uh, bless the grain, uh, but also sometimes to come and uh, look at the grain and make sure everything's uh, being accounted for properly. And so as you come up to the uh, Romanesque church, uh, it, is, it is walled, very low wall, um, but uh, as you approach the doors, and open the doors, uh, you see uh, a servant inside who's uh, sweeping up an area and sees the father and uh, nods his head and says, Father, uh, how, how can I help you? Um, let's see. Holy crap. I do not have... Uh, hmm. High society. Is that right? Savoir fair? I thought it would be church. Sorry, I'm talking out loud. Uh, he's going to, you know, simply, you know, well, he's no nonsense, so he's just going to straight up say, uh, uh, I'm seeking a uh, an audience with uh, his grace, the bishop. 
yes, Father. Thank you. I will. Uh, I will have to speak to Father uh, Matteo first. Please wait here. Very good. Hold, please. And uh, what's uh, Marguerite oh, kind of surreptitiously check the uh, checks the arms of the servant, looking for the whatever it was we're looking for. Sure. Um, you no, know, the uh, servant's uh, arms are quite uh, bare of any uh, marks or anything that looks like an hourglass of any kind. Uh, what's happening with the body outside in the uh, in the wagon? And what about I'll, the others? I'll be, it I'm I'll be carrying it to. Uh, well, right. Uh, why were we bringing it to? Why were we bringing this body to the bishop? Isn't he the son? Or bishop. So uh, no. Uh, right. Gabelstadt wanted. Uh, Jacob's body to surreptitiously arrive here so that the bishop could uh, give the proper rituals, especially uh, as his death was under uh, suspicious circumstances and Gabelstadt thought perhaps that, that uh, witchcraft had been involved. Right. And did, I know Mark mentioned it, but did we actually know that the Jacob was uh, the bishop's son? I seem to remember we did. I think that only one or two people may have known that. I don't know if, if yeah, Sister Marguerite's, I don't know if Sister Marguerite had spilled the beans on that. Oh, sorry. I don't, I don't think she did. Yeah, so I think nobody knows except for Sister Marguerite uh, that, uh, that Jacob is the bishop's son. Sorry, didn't mean to. <laughs> That's all right. So you're going to carry Jacob into the church, are you? Well. Nope. You know, leave it leave it there with the the dudes for the until we get uh, official permission. Okay. They may have uh, you know want us to relocate it somewhere else or. So uh, a tall fellow comes into the uh, into the entrance to the church, and this is uh, Father Matteo Matteo Del Brun. Ah. Oh, Father Pansele. Very good to see you. I'm so glad you've come to join the bishop. Um, he's uh, he's in his study. Uh, but uh, what what is it that brings you to see the bishop? I know he wanted you to come to uh, deal with some matters, uh, but uh, I'm surprised to see you. I thought you were in Würzburg. Yes, well, things got out of hand there. Oh, we have at least a body. Um, the Burgermeister uh, what? Was, was, was killed. And we have several bandits that attempted to jump us uh, on the way as, as well. Am I to understand? Am I to understand the, the Burgermeister is dead? Yes, he is. He was attacked by a maddened um, uh, servant. Oh, my good heavens. Oh, how un unfortunate. Uh, this is very uh, shocking news. Well, technically, it was only mostly dead. He got better. And then he got worse. I, I'm, uh, okay. Uh, well, well, thank you for making the uh, trip to, to, to visit uh, the bishop. I, I will let him know um, how tragic. So... Uh, Sister, you're looking for an hourglass. However, the uh, the uh, Father Matteo is uh, fully dressed from uh, neck to foot in his clerical garb. Okay. Um, 
Well, please bring bring his body in. I I I will go and speak to the bishop and and let him know this news. I'm sure he'll want to speak to you directly. Very good, Balred. Hi, Father. And what should we? I anyway, ask Father Matteo. It's like, and what should we do with these uh, the the bandits? Do we Did have they, local uh, authority we can turn them over to? Um, for now. Let's deal with the news of the Burgermeister's death first. Very good. Did they, did they have anything to do with his death? No. Okay. Then keep them in your custody. Um, however, uh, we, will, we will deal with them in, in time. Uh, the more important thing is to uh, have an audience with the bishop. So you are, uh, yeah, Matteo uh, goes in to talk to the bishop. And uh, you don't wait very long before the uh, doors to, uh, to the bishop's chambers open. And you see this individual appear. Wow, he has an ill-favored look. And he uh, looks at you all and uh, he says, uh, bring, the, uh, bring the Burgermeister's body into this room, please. Gesture imperiously to uh, Volrad. Yes, my lord. And as you uh, bring the body through, uh, uh, he looks down at the body and he <coughs> he coughs. <coughs> yes, yeah, put the body on the on the table over here. Are you all right, sir? That's just the weather. <coughs> uh, I always get this way this time of the year. So uh, you come into uh, the bishop's waiting area, and you see uh, Vic. Uh, you also see this individual. <laughs> and so uh, you lay the body out onto a table, and uh, the uh, individual named Lo Ordolf kind of looks wide-eyed at the, uh, the body, and uh, Vic uh, kind of looks at the body in disbelief. And Father Matteo uh, says, uh, uh, the bishop will be with us in a moment. Um, let me introduce uh, his attendants. This is uh, his chief bodyguard, Herr Vic of uh, Volksmannschaden. And this is the uh, bishop's manservant, Ordolf. And Ordolf looks at you all quite, quite wide-eyed in wonder. And Vic looks at you all squinty-eyed in suspicion. All right. Uh, so Father Ponsley will probably, you know, follow that up uh, by introducing everybody. You know, this is Sister Marguerite. This is uh, the Knight uh, Vite. Uh, uh, your Master Nicholas of the you know, there. Oh, and, and that's Volrad. Hello. So um, the Bishop uh opens another door from a private chamber, and uh, you see this. And wow, he... He's even older than I am. Yeah, he is older than you, uh, and he uh, is very frail, uh, but you can see in his eyes that he's still very sharp. And so uh, Ordolf walks over to him, and uh, uh, Vic walks over to him, and they each take his arm, and he... He shuffles forward and goes, oh, no, 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 no. 
Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, my poor Jacob. Oh. And he walks over and puts his hand on the body and, uh, and uh, fights back tears as he touches the body. Oh, no, 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 no. My poor Jacob. What happened to my Burgermeister? Who, who did this? Anyone? Anyone? Right. Yeah, sorry, I was, I was in the I was in the, the process of typing something. Uh, Father Poncelet is going to uh, respond, uh, you know, with a uh, uh, your grace. The the attacker is uh, no longer with this um, this you know. Is it so? T- Vite is technically a sir. Vite. Yeah, he's, is a knight. Yeah, yeah he is a knight. Yeah. Technically, maybe like you know, Sir Vite, uh, you know. Uh, uh, dealt her the 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 end or the, the final blows when attempting to rescue the the burgermeister. Oh no 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 no! Who uh, who who? Tell me what happened, Sir Knight. Well, Bite will go through the whole story, um, explain the fire, and the. Uh, yeah, the story of how he saw the woman over the body. Oh, no, no, no. Damn peasants. Always uprising against me. Always plotting Poor against Adam. me. Ashamed. <laughs> right, he was a little nasty in that, wasn't he? Uh, the bishop does set his eyes on you, Volrad, and says, uh, I remember you. I remember you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for accompanying Jacob's body, this servant who killed him, tell me more. What was her state of mind? Do you think she was part of a revolt? What, why would she have killed Jacob? Hmm, how do we, I actually have no idea. I think the only one that knew her state of mind would have been Bayet, who engaged with her. Yeah, he, he, I, I don't her. recall. She was crazy. I don't recall. Was there anything weird about her? Yeah, because when you stabbed her, like black, sort of black pitch kind of blew out of her mouth, and you distinctly remember that she she looked possessed or otherwise. Uh, yeah, there was something off. Right. You yeah. also might you also might remember Sister Marguerite suspected that there was something in the air of the of the fire uh, that is connected to what she suspected was uh, witchcraft or, or some foul, ungodly ritual. Well, I cannot say, but I believe there was some some witchcraft involved. The, the servant woman, when I stabbed her, she didn't bleed. She, she didn't bleed blood. She bled a black ichor which is easily explained by the drugs that she was uh, inevitably taking uh and at at the mention of this the bishop looks at you uh Ponsole, and says this is why i brought you to my diocese you must understand we are under the powers and fighting the powers of darkness here. There is devilry afoot. And my poor Jacob, my poor burgomaster, handpicked by me, 
is now dead because of it. I cannot continue in this conversation. I must pray. And you see his eyes kind of just glaze over and he just grabs his crucifix and puts it up to his mouth and starts to shuffle away back into his, uh, into his quarters or into his office. And uh, Lo Ordolf, uh, the, 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 the servant Ordolf, he, uh, he helps him back over into his room or his office. And, uh, oh, go ahead. Uh, oh, I was going to kind of look to Father Poncelet and say, do we want to mention that his life, he, that there seemed to be a threat? Wait, what? What is? Wasn't there something about a dude with a... Yeah, you move, you know, they'd be like, you know, keep, keep quiet. We, you know, we have multiple peoples here. So, uh, so Father uh, Matteo, uh, closes the doors behind him and then turns on his heel and looks at them and says, be very, very careful, gentlemen. The devil's eyes are everywhere. This diocese has been cursed, I believe, the darkest devilry. And Vic, Vic, Vic uh, quickly removes himself from the room and uh, shouts for some guards. Guards! Knights! Squires! And Father uh, Matteo walks over to the body and says, um, aside from the bandits, how else was your travel here? And is there anything else I should know before we begin to uh, arrange for the burial of the Burgermeister? Um... You know, I just remembered I actually have body language, uh, uh, which I just got, but I'm an idiot and was forgetting to use it. Uh, Pontle is going to. Mm, what was the uh, what was the scar thing? So it was an hourglass scar on the arm of the uh, of the ally. Um. Uh, let's see. Okay, so do I? I'm not sure if he would. Uh, this is one of those where it's like it's a player versus character uh, such. Um, I think he's going to ask him uh, uh, very, very quietly. Is like, um, may I see your arms, Father? And <laughs> Matteo looks at you and says, "What?" What, Certain what? information has come to light, uh, so I must see your arms. Well, this is very unorthodox. I, I do not I understand, understand why. You will have to explain more to me before I will do anything of the sort. This is very odd, Brother Ponsonet. There is a threat to the bishop. A threat to the bishop? Yes. What sort of threat? That is still under investigation. I realize the bishop brought you here to uh, uncover possible witchcraft and devilry. If you have something, I would suggest you lay it before me now. Uh, let's see. So he's going to try to use diplomacy to convince him that uh, he's, you know, the, the, mm, I'm not sure how to phrase that. He's, well, he's just trying to use diplomacy to 
convince him. Wow, my diplomacy is only 11. Please. <laughs> okay, so uh, the father looks at you really quite askance and then says, very well, I ask everyone else to leave the room. And I'll just sort of gesture for everyone to, uh, to, to, to depart. We'll and be waiting does... outside. Sister Marguerite. Okay. So Marguerite will, um, say, she I, I'm... <laughs> she's a ninja. Uh, she will, you know, show deference to father Mateo and, and say, um, if I may say, I am appointed to aid Father Poncelet, Poncelet, Poncelet. <laughs> uh, in, in all of his affairs. Very well. Very well, sister. You may stay. I believe we will get to the bottom of this very quickly. And I would we welcome... We can I would Mulrond off to begin uh, digging the grave. I will. Uh, I will appreciate having your uh, having your eyes on this as well, in case uh, I should need to ever report this to your mother superior. Double kinky. Very well. Uh, the rest of you may leave. And Volrad, please find a shovel. You know what to do. Yes, father. So. Uh, as the door shut, um, Vic comes back and meets, uh, sort of meets Veit and uh, Volrad and Nicholas as they are coming out and shutting the doors behind him. And he will instantly have a look on his face of like, what the hell is going on? And I will Please. leave it to, I will leave it to Viet, Nicholas, or Volrad to try to explain themselves. I'm going to go uh, dig a grave. So you're like, peace out, bitches. Uh, I think I need to go check the local brewery to see if I can open up some trade relations. <laughs> That's right. Leave it to the bully. So Viet, Vic uh, looks like that look you have on, on your face when someone's just come into your home and shut a door with uh, one of your family members in another room. I will roll for bully, and I will say Father Poncelet and Father Matteo have something personal to discuss. Sorry, to discuss. We should wait here. Oh, we should, should we? You walk into uh, this church, you deliver a dead body, and now you expect me to just simply stay. What exactly is it that they need to discuss? What What is going on? I've just set men aside and outside this church in case we are pressed upon by a, a new revolt. Are we facing that? Please, tell me. I, I need to know what's going on. Well, if I knew what was going on, then I would be in that meeting behind this door. I am not. So you... So I'm not privy to that information. You'll just have to wait here until called on. Well, can you tell me at least what it was that had you ushered out here to begin with? Uh, I do not know. 
Very well. Very well. Father Ponsley and Matteo. Oh, actually, it's Matteo. Father Matteo had something to talk about with uh, Father Ponsley. Priests. Bloody priests. I mean, two priests and a nun. Fine. 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 I am sure everything is is okay. Very well. <laughs> and you have other things to take care of. Uh, yes, I'm sure. I do, which is staying here until they come out. Uh, so Matteo will look at you and say, "All right, Father Ponsole, what is going on? Have we seen his arms? I'll lift up my sleeves." You will tell me what is precisely going on now that we are alone. Hmm. I think we're alone now. And he starts to undo his uh, the buttons on his sleeves, and he starts to roll his arm uh, sleeves up on one arm as a gesture of good faith. Right. I am checking it out. Uh, you know, seeing if there's a hourglass. Uh, no, you see some. Uh, you see some age spots. You see some hair, at least on one arm. Information came into our possession that someone very close to the bishop was threatening his life and has a distinguishing mark of some sort. Oh, and on the arm, and you suspected it could have been me. They said the information indicated someone very close to him. Interesting. And may I ask who gave you this information, Father? That is a very interesting question and a difficult one to explain. <laughs> a, re a reliable source? Somewhere between, you know, the 15 miles between here and Würzburg, you happen to meet someone with a reliable information? Well, let me satisfy your curiosity. And he rolls up the other sleeve and... Again, age spots and what have you. Does one of those no, age spots uh, look? <laughs> yeah, but no, uh, what you do, Hickey? Not even a, not even a anchor with the, with the word mom on it. Oh, I was hoping to see an anchor with mom on it. Um, so Ponsolet is immediately going to visibly relax, uh, you know, uh, be look a, quite a bit uh, relieved and uh, state that the information that, uh, that we received indicated that the threat was someone with an hourglass scar upon their arm. You wouldn't happen to know of anyone with such a scar, uh, would you? No. Uh, I can't say that I've ever seen anyone with an hourglass scar. That's very... It's very particular. Indeed. But as to the source of the information, well, I haven't quite figured out the exact means, but it was some some uh, individual in the in the woods who was pretending to be a fiery man, you know, nonsense, such like that. But his information was oddly specific and um there's another word I'm looking for that my brain is not uh registering. So Very you do tell <laughs> Okay, so you do tell them about the fiery man or you don't? 
Yeah, well, I'm. He's he's going to be approaching it as if you know it's some dude pretending to be one for uh, for monies because well, he doesn't. Uh, he still doesn't believe it. I, I must say, Father, that sounds outlandish. We had Indeed. a wonderfully good recommendation from your yes, bishop that you were a man of of great intellect and capacity. Indeed. I still haven't figured uh, or got all of the information, but you know, most of the most of the tricks are easily uh easily explained. But and you'll happily go into uh he can go into some detail uh, about the, uh, the the tricks. I see. This is all very, very. Uh, I don't know what what to make of it. No, and he also was indicating that a witch was involved, and that that's utter nonsense. But this is the second or third time. Is this the second or the third time someone has explicitly? Uh, started talking about a, a witch in this area. I can't remember. Well, I know the bishop was concerned about witchcraft. And this is why we brought you here. And your experience in as an investigator, I guess I will have to take at face value, despite the strangeness of this. What do you think, sister? Um, sister Marguerite will... Um, she's been kind of holding her tongue to try to not speak out of turn. And as soon as he addresses her, she will uh, speak her mind and say, I believe that there is great merit to the information we have been given. I was given dreams from our Lord that has that have guided us here every step of the way. And we bring this information in good faith to help save the bishop's life. Well, I must confess, if both of you are in agreement on this, and you are both speaking from your heart and head, then this is grave well, news indeed. This is grave news indeed. We must protect the bishop, but we also must get Jacob into the ground. I don't know why. Gablestadt thought we could do anything that you could not do yourselves, but he is a somewhat suspicious man. Uh, I say, let's take uh, poor Jacob's body and uh, commit it to the ground. It is uh, the proper thing to do, and then we can discuss our next steps to protect the bishop. Very good. If you don't Thank mind you, me asking, what uh, what is the relationship between the bishop and uh, the late Burgermeister? That he seemed quite put out. Over father is uh, the bishop's business. I can tell you, he loved Jacob like a son. I see. Anyway, I think we best we best put Jacob in the ground. Marguerite keeps a straight face. <laughs> Very well, very well. Um, so, uh, yeah, the, uh, the Matteo will go to the doors, open them, and say, ah, Vic, good, you're here. Um, I should need to speak to you in private. Um, however, uh, I would ask that uh, you please uh, 
bring some men in here to uh, take uh, the Burgermeister's body to the graveyard, and uh, we will uh, commence with uh, a burial right away. And silence now we can figure out how to get uh, uh, Vix uh, and Low Ordolf's arms bared. So Vic will uh, say right away, uh, Father, I will get some men in here, and uh, we will look to uh, we will look to getting the body taken out. Um, and he he rushes off to uh, to the outside. Um, and Volrad, you are digging away. Father Matteo will uh, go to uh, the bishop's quarters and ask um, Lo Odorf to uh, assist you. Yup. That's going to take a while, too. And uh, Viet, dig a hole. <laughs> Viet, Viet and uh, Nicholas. I mean, Nicholas, you left. I understand. You went outside. You didn't really see. There's really not much to this town. There certainly isn't a brewery. Um, it's quite a quite a poor place. Okay. Um, no good-looking girls in the bar? sound effects. That's my daughter watching cartoons. <laughs> so, um, Viet, what are you doing in the midst of all this? Well, Viet was just standing out outside waiting for the the meeting to finish. So you see, uh, you see uh, Vic going off to uh, a couple of his men, telling them to go get the body. So then, uh, if it appears the the meeting's over, then Viet will step in. And uh, he'll say, so what now? Great. This is one of those where it's like the character is so much more competent at investigation than me. <laughs> I am going to uh, be questioning Lo Ordolf about anyone with weird uh, stuff or marks while we dig a grave. I don't know how I would be subtle about that. I don't know if I'm a subtle person. You were going to ask or Ordolf what? Talk while digging the grave with Ordolf, see if I could, you know, slip in conversations about, you know, birthmarks or and such. Okay. Uh, well, uh, why don't we uh, transition to Ordolf and to, uh, and to Volrad, and uh, Ordolf jumps into the ground and starts digging with you and says, hello. I am Ordolf. Ordolf? Now, uh, I introduce myself as Polrad. <laughs> I dig really well. I'm good dig. I, I'm a good digger. Oh, um, well, I can definitely use your help then. Here. <laughs> oh, he brought his own shovel. Oh, he even got his own shovel. Uh, you, uh, you, are you from uh, a big city? Uh, I, I mean, I guess Würzburg is considered larger, looking at this map, than the other one. Larger than here. I've never been anywhere. Is there a bishop in Würzburg, too? There is a, yeah, another father. I, I think he is under bishop, he works, uh, he's works for uh, bishop Gerhardt. I... Hmm. I like working for the bishop. He treats me very well. Does everyone like the bishop around here? 
Well, I think so. He's very uh, good at giving people food, and uh, he keeps uh, me with good clothing and uh, good food. I, I have enjoyed working with the bishop. He's very good to me. Bullrod, do you want to uh, throw a uh, reaction roll into the uh, chat uh, at uh, plus three, please? I'll be at plus two because I am. Uh, well, he's not a victim, so hey, got a good reaction. Um. So, uh, Ordolf says, I think the only one who really sometimes doesn't like the bishop is Vic. Oh. I know something about Vic. He looks around to make sure no one's listening. He played football. The foosball. Can you keep a secret? Absolutely. I may have locked away a key. Vic has a wife here in town, but I know he goes into the woods. He has a pretty girlfriend. She lives in the woods. Oh. And if his wife knew this, she would be very mad at him. I would think so. Definitely have to keep all that secret. But don't tell anyone. No, of course not. Falred says, of course not, and then promptly runs and tells us. He goes to see her. Sometimes I see him sneaking food out. Oh, what kind of food? Bread. Lots of bread. bread. Where did it get times, sometimes ale. Well, we have storehouses here. You oh. I think the bishop would be mad if he knew he was stealing from us. Yeah, stealing bread, not a good idea. Oh, I never steal. No, stealing is never good. And I'm thinking about all the sacramental wine I've drank in the past. Nope, not a good idea. All right, we will now tr transit over to uh, the uh, rest of the party. Yeah. You I'm mentioned that we need to check people's arms. Uh, you were there when dude said that as well. Well, yeah, but you would that's something that you discussed in the meeting, though, right? Well, quietly, uh, you know, at least advise uh, Vite. I don't know if Nicholas uh just wandered off or if he's there as well. That uh, we did check uh, Father Matteo's arms and he does not have any odd uh scars or hourglass-shaped scars or whatnot, so, which if it's within the circle uh, of, of people that are, you know, close to the, the bishop, that narrows it down to this low Ordolf and uh, Vic of wherever. Then let's round them up. Have them reveal their arms. Simple as we that. We don't have the authority to do that. I'm a knight. I have the authority. Mm, maybe. Although technically, I think you're of no greater uh, social status than I am. Well, status. Yep. But I'm sure. Well, I don't know. Does the position of knight give some authority against peasants? Yes, but uh, people inside the church—that's questionable. I mean, there are wars that were fought over that sort of thing. <laughs> It would be, uh, I think, uh, a case where uh, <clears throat> that division of power between the uh, 
ecclesiastical and the the earthly. Um, the bishop certainly secular certainly could have some influence, but uh, but in this case, this bishop, this bishop in particular, I think he has a lot of power, a lot of power over everybody. The bishop, yes. Considering that he's had a revolt on his hands and he's not considered well by many and he's put down revolts, I would say this bishop has got his fingers squarely in the secular pie. Uh, but as for anyone outside of the bishop, uh, they'd probably have to go to the bishop and petition the bishop for that. Yep. So nothing else we should probably uh, maybe try to gather some additional information. Or we could just get people to reveal their arms and then deal with the consequences after. It's better to ask for forgiveness than it is permission. That's not how it works in this time period. Or we could have like a arm wrestling competition. <laughs> Make an event. <laughs> I like that. Let's do that. It's yeah. Um well, whenever I am complete and finished helping dig this grave, I will report that's, to that's uh, Father Pontius. That's going to be a couple hours. I know. That's, yes. that's exhausting. Well, going to be hilarious. So with, forcing people to show off, uh, show their arms at him and be like, let me watch how this plays out. <laughs> it's it, it's going to take the rest of the afternoon pretty much to get that grave with the two of you to, to, to get that grave done. Right. In the meantime, they're like forcing people to show their arms. So our our key suspects are Vic and who was the other one? Well, there's Lil Ordolf. Although, you know, I, I suspect that the, the narrative flow is pointing more and more towards the angry-looking guy with the scar on its face. What? You guys have played role-playing games before. Yep. No. Once or twice. It's the butler. What a twist! Or it's the bishop himself. No, no, the, the, true, the true twist is Low Ordoff is actually pretty high in the scale and just playing. He's got an acting of 22. Yep. He's the master. He is the witch. We just don't know it. So, uh, Volrad and, uh, <laughs> and Oldorf are digging away. Oldorf's starting to sing. And, uh, <laughs> Vic is uh, is uh, staying near to the body. The minute arms are positioned around the churchyard, and uh, as you look around the churchyard, you see that there's uh, two uh, houses, little houses, uh, and the community is actually quite quite sparse. It's not a large community at all. It's just that the church has the warehouse capacity for the grains. That are brought in. So the bishop is where? Uh, the bishop right now is in his office where he retired after he uh, kind of went into deep prayer. Okay. Uh, I think uh, Poncele is going to probably retire to like the chapel or, or whatnot to get some prayer in himself because, well, he's still trying to rationalize some of the, the weird crap that he saw earlier. Okay. Sister Marguerite? Um, Marguerite will probably follow Father's um, 
lead and retire to um, pray. All right. Until the digging is done at least. Okay. Uh, Viet. Where is Vic at the moment? Uh, Vic is standing by the body. I'm going to choose to bail my bully. Oh, God. Awesome. And uh, Viet will walk up to Vic and he will say, I think we got off on a wrong foot. And now you punch him. <laughs> What what do you mean? Uh, what do you mean? I was I was a little abrupt with you before. Shall we shake on it? Why? <laughs> That's not necessary. I I didn't feel you were at all. I uh, insist. Are you thrusting out your hand? Yes. And um, when or if Vic will shake uh, hands, then. Uh, um, Viet is going to, with his other hand, he's going to do the the two hand shake, and with his other hand, he's going to like push up the sleeve of um, Vic's shirt. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> so Vic, Vic, uh, he extends his hand, and at this point, you're going to grasp it in a two handed grasp. Yes. Okay. Can you tell me? Which arm are you going to? Dun, dun. You, uh, he's 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 reaching out with his uh, with his right hand. Um, Vic will will reach out with his right. Okay. He will hold. Um, you know, as he's sort of pushing up the sleeve, he'll sort of make sure that he has a firm grip of the hand so he can't pull his hand away and he'll have a, a good look. Okay. Stronger than you. So as you uh, grasp hand, hands, um, I want you to make a dex check uh, to get your hand to move up his, his sleeve. Strangers in the night. <laughs> So your hand quickly slips up the sleeve. Um, Smiles. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. And uh, so um, you push the sleeve up. And at this point, we're going to do a, a strength, a quick contest of strength to see who can break. He's going to try and break the grasp, uh, your grasp on his hand. All right. I'll use a fatigue for some extra effort. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, go for uh, go for your roll. Wow. All right. He equally with vigor will use some fatigue. I need to show this roll. I... You could just roll and then drag and drop it to the chat. Ah, true. Always learning. Or I think you can roll it in the. No, no rolling oh, this box is, doesn't work. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. Hang on. I'm sure there's a way to show that roll, is there not? Yeah, just yeah, drag and drag drop it. it. Yep. Both success by six. <laughs> so Both with a nine. 
This is technically not a quit contest. It's a contest. I suppose it is a contest. So you managed to uh, you managed to push his sleeve up, and at the same time hold each other's grip firmly. I think that's the result of that, is it not? So was he trying to break free? Yes, he was trying to break free as soon as. Okay, he... so the defender wins in that case. Okay. So, yeah, he'll be able to pull his hand free. Okay. So thank you for that. So he he breaks your grip and looks at you and says, "What the hell, man?" In pulling up his sleeve, did uh, Viet see anything? Uh, no, not not on the not on the forearm. Uh, without without sort of responding, Viet's going to um, yeah, grapple his other arm and. <laughs> Okay. Lift up the sleeve. <laughs> okay, so now for a grappling, you need to make a successful dex. You're, you're basically trying to grab his arm, correct? Yes. Uh, so that's a dex or wrist or grappling skill. I don't have any grappling skills, so it'll be dex. He will get a normal defense. Okay. So he can parry or he can dodge. Yep. He's going to try and whip his uh, arm back. And he succeeded by one. And now he's, he's kind of stepping back from you and putting his hand up and saying, explain yourself, good sir. Show me your arm. Why? Are you mad? I want to see your arm. You are mad. And he uh, he kind of adjusts his other sleeve, and he's going to walk out of the room. Do you have something to hide? Uh, I have nothing to hide. You're mad. Yet yeah, we'll just sort of watch him, watch him leave. Okay. Um, we'll rotate back over to uh, Oldorf and Valrad. And Oldorf says, are you thirsty? I'm getting very thirsty. He's going to murder you, Volred. You're going to wake up in a grave. Mark. <laughs> Volred asks, are you thirsty? Not Volred. I'm getting thirsty. Oh, yes. A beverage would be great. <laughs> okay. I am going to go get us something to drink. And he pops out of the grave, and he marches over to uh, one of the two buildings in the churchyard. And having come out of the grave myself, I'll look around to see if I see any of uh, the party in the nearby area. And if so, I'll try and wait, get their wave their my get their attention. Uh, well, Nicholas is, I think, around. And Nicholas just saw a man come out of a grave. Two men. Oh, no. <laughs> Girlish scream followed by infantile regression again. Why does this keep happening to me? He's over at the at the local inn or bar, a couple of drinks, chatting it up with the serving girls. 
I, I wish there were even one of those. This, <laughs> but that's okay. If you're wandering around town, you're wandering around town. Oh, well, I guess if there's not a place, I figured every town had a, a drinking hole. Sadly, no. So he's a little bit depressed and forlorn, you know, Sister Marguerite's not around. All he's got is dead bodies. Maybe he's just watching Volrad uh, and... Um, Pitch dirt out of a hole? Yeah. He probably would have brought some wines, some of the, his local wines, and maybe he's just sipping on his drink. Okay, well, sipping on you, yeah. He, he's he's kind of hanging out, uh, but you have been watching them dig the grave, and uh, Oldorf pops out and uh, kind of walks over to it, the, the, this house, little house, and... Uh, and Volred's going after him. Is that correct, Volred? Uh, well, I'm trying to get his attention. And if you're trying to get, you're trying to get uh, Nicholas's attention. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can, you can see Volred waving at you, Nicholas. He wants you to come to the cemetery with the bodies. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, saunter on over. All right. What do you so, want to drink? And I hand over, you know, I hand over my drink to him to see if he wants it. Well, in fact, I will take a swig, but and then uh, after like wiping some of the the wine off, it's like uh, you may want to tell uh, Father Poncelet that it might be uh, uh, this that Vic fellow. Apparently, he steals bread and runs off into the woods to meet some uh, woman that is not his wife. That might be a clue. But you didn't hear Wait. from me. What? Like, how did you? Are you talking about the man with the tattoo? The the man with the weird scar on his face, with the surly expression. You think he's the one with the tattoo? That's I don't know. I, I, don't, I, I have no. I have no idea about a tattoo if he has that or not. But he does. I mean, stealing bread, you know, fair with some woman in the forest seems pretty suspicious to me. Yes. Well, well he did look kind of shady. I might want to pass that information to Father Poncelet or Sister Marguerite. Well, if you tell, if you tell, sir, if you tell the knight, he might get into a fight. <laughs> I don't say that last part. <laughs> okay. Well, we were, yeah, I don't, I don't know. They, they may have. They kicked me out of the chain. You know, they kicked us out of the the meeting. You know, clergy business. I don't know Maybe how much longer I'm going to be here. I don't know how much longer I'm going to be digging here, but it might be information that's needed. Okay. Um, do we know where they are? Are they staying like in special quarters or are they all kind of like at the local inn? No. Uh, the only thing you know is that they uh, they all had gone into the church and then you'd left the church. So the last you knew of it, they were still in the church. Well, I can... Uh... Looks like you have a couple more hours of digging here, Volrad. I can go check back at the church, see if, if and maybe the sister will speak to me. And, and, and literally the graveyard is in the church, like in the church grounds. It's not, it's right. not separate. Yeah. Yeah. He's, so he'll, he'll head back and like, he's feeling just a little lonely and depressed and this town is, you know, not for him. He kind of wants to get this done. So he's going to head back and, uh, See if you can find uh, the sister or the father and pass along the suspicions. Okay. Um, 
So as you go back into the church, you see Vic uh, storm out, looking red-faced and, uh, and angry. But he doesn't pay you any attention. He's just fixing his cuff as he walks down the steps of the church and out towards his men-at-arms. Um, yeah, I, do I have a place that I think that the father or the sister might be in that I can go into without being disrespectful? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, there's the main sanctuary of the church and that's open to anyone. And you would know that. Yeah. So I'm going to go into the public areas of the church and see if I can't find them. And Well, it doesn't take it doesn't take long. You do see them sitting together and it looks like they're in prayer or maybe Sister Marguerite's in prayer, but pretend to be in prayer. So he kind of like goes over like really kind of respectful and, you know, embarrassed to be interrupting, but he's like, sister, sister, father. Um, I, I was just with the uh, old rat and I know that Vic fellow, he seems pretty suspicious. We think it might be him. We don't really have any evidence. <laughs> he just looks suspicious. Oh, he's stealing bread, having an affair. Surly dick. Um, Sister Marguerite will uh, glance over at at Father Poncelet and uh... Poncelet. <laughs> I'm sorry, he's the thing. Um, and and say he certainly does appear to not be well. He has this strange cough. Yes, cannot act without evidence, however. Well, that's technically not true. We can't act without evidence, as indicated by what Veidt just did. Uh, Nicholas, are, are you telling them everything that um, Volred told you? Yeah, it's like, yeah, he's, you know, really suspicious. And I, I can't remember what exactly he said, but um, I know he, like, runs off, and I think he's having an affair with some married woman. Maybe In the woods. Too. In, in the, the woods, woods. Yeah. and he steals bread and wine and he brings it to her in the woods. Yes, all of that. <laughs> I forgot already. <laughs> well, if only we could figure out a way to see him without the shirt. Father, should we, if, if she'll look at um, Nicholas and say, did, did they say that he goes there every night or just occasionally? Uh, Ordolf never explained how frequently. He just knows that he's got a, a girlfriend, a pretty girlfriend in the forest. Well, if possible, we should probably just try to keep an eye on him. See if maybe he slips up. We could uh, try to see if he sneaks off to the woods um, and follow him to see what he's doing. Indeed. So since Nicholas is not doing anything, we can have him like loiter and Keep an eye on uh, on uh, Vic, if possible. And we'll we'll pivot over to Viet. Viet, what are you doing now? So he will just sort of watch Vic walk away, and then he'll go find the the rest of the group. Okay, so you'll you'll kind of sit in on this information dump that uh, that Nicholas gives, and he'll say. I checked Vic's arm. He has no birthmark on his right, but I couldn't check his left. How did you do that? Uh, Viet will shrug and say, uh, 
We shook on it. Right. And we're going to pivot over to Wilrad and to Ordolf. Uh, Ordolf was waiting for you at the door. And he, sh well, you know, as, as uh, perhaps somebody uh, who's, uh, you know, of a, a, a mental state of a young boy, um, he's excited to show you his room. I actually have experience dealing with people with this, uh, the, uh, you know, mentality of a young boy, at least most recently. With Nick. So, hardy, <laughs> hard, hard. So, so he, uh, he says, yeah, this, this is my room, and this, this is where I sleep, and it's just like this little tiny bit of straw on the floor, but there's two other beds uh, where uh, he says, this is Vic's bed, and this is Father Matteo's bed. And the, and the other building is the bishop's building, but we're not allowed to go there. Oh, of course not. And then uh, he'll, like, uh, poke around and see what he can see. So, um, Volrad, you see uh, a note in an envelope on the windowsill. Can Volrad read? Uh, I'm semi-literate. <laughs> Whatever that means. I have to say say out the the letters, k, Well, there's a letter on a sill, um, and it's there for the taking if you wish to take it or leaving. When he's not looking, yoink. No, Ordolf's too excited to show you things. <clears throat> Yoink. And as you're yoinking, you look down and see a towel at your foot, kind of dirty towel, but there's a little glint of silver coming out of it. You bloody thief. I'm going to have you strung up for this. Just a glint of silver. Not sure what it is. Well, um, sure. Um, the silver trap. Yep. This. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Look over this. Look over this way, Volrad. See, this is this is. See, this is the this is the the wooden doll that a dog that I I carved out of wood. I'm gonna check out the. It's like that's great, and I'll check out uh, the. Looks like somebody left a a, a dirty towel here. Help, let me help you clean up. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Volrad. Sometimes Vic gets very angry if I don't do good cleaning. Well, you can't have Vic getting mad for something that looks like he may have dropped, right? So I just dropped that into your... I don't know if you can click on the link or not. I just dropped it into your uh, uh, oh, yeah. parcel. So do you take a look and open it up? You know, I'll look like I'm putting it away, but I'll pocket it. Excellent. It might be important. Yeah. It's worth perhaps doing a, what it would be, a holdout roll? Yes, that sounds like uh, da, 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 appropriate. Hooray! Ooh. So Aldorf does not seem to be too interested in what you're doing with that. He probably thinks it is a dirty talent. And then Ordolf says, over here is some really good water. I'm thirsty. 
and he pours himself a big cup of water out of a skin. Do you want some, Volwind? We have to finish that grave. Well, got to keep, uh, you know, keep hydrated. Wouldn't want to uh, lose our energy. No, that's for sure. Oh, that's good. That is so good. Maybe a bit more, do you think? Well, not too much. We might want to make ourselves sick. No, and I then I'd have to oh, pee. We might need to get back to our work. I think Thank so. Thank you so much for letting me come and find shade and water. Oh, thanks for looking at my room. Maybe we can come back here after after we're done with the with the grave. We will see, but uh, Father Poncelet generally has me on a pretty tight leash. That's a strange saying. He keeps me really close. He always has work for me. Oh, like no, it. Okay, you're like his dog. Woof. Well, he treats me like one sometimes, but I mean, hey, it's it's worthy work. So you head back out, and Volrad, uh, sorry, uh, Ordolf, he uh, jumps right back in the grave and grabs a shovel and starts digging. All right. Um, I will tell him at some point that uh, maybe I drank too much water and that I need a quick break. But he can keep digging while, uh, and I'll be right back quickly. Sure thing. Okay. I, I, I'm just going to keep digging. Don't, don't be too long, though. I, I want help. Absolutely. And uh, I'll go find a quick private spot and uh, fish out the, uh, the letter and see if I can make heads or tails of it. Reading it backwards and upside down. Okay, I will uh, share this. I think I gave that to you. Yep, got it. So, uh, Pink, sorry, um, Viet, Nicholas, Father Ponsele, and Sister Marguerite. What time of day is it? At this point, I would say it's getting towards the uh, uh, towards the end of the afternoon. We should find somewhere that we can sleep for the night. I could use a good stiff drink. Yeah, I'm not sure. In a town this small, I'm not sure what they would have. Well, if this was a former monastery, there might still be some uh, monk cells uh, that are nominally available. I'm pretty sure you'll be able to sleep in the church this evening. Yeah. Now, I'm looking at the time. I know we started late. Um, what would you like to do? I'm good to continue playing. Likewise? How, how long do we have? Yeah, this is, this is almost complete. Uh, I think once you all reconvene as a party and discuss what you've found, you'll know what your next bound is. I can uh, continue for a while longer. Yeah, I can do that. It's going to depend on the GM, I suppose. If we were to break, uh, the next session would be, I think, a much shorter session. Um, if we get into a combat, it might bleed out for another hour and a bit. You said there was a, like a side quest. Uh, yeah, we we completely skipped that one, so that's not oh, going to enter into it. It was in the village. We're like, yeah, we don't need to stop there. Exactly. Yeah, so that that's that's past. It is a silly place. Well, it's up to the gym. I'm good to go longer. Okay, let's go longer. Right. So um, 
again, you could stay in the church. Um, Father Matteo does come out and uh, says he's had a long talk with the bishop. Um, the bishop is even more now concerned that uh, someone is out to kill him. Uh, and he is going to uh, demand that, uh, that no one uh, be allowed to, uh, to, to interrupt him in his prayers as he prays to God for assistance. Um, however, uh, Father Matteo says he is going to escort the bishop back to his residence so he can at least uh, be more comfortable. And that you are all welcome to uh, spend the evening in the church. And there are some small cells. Uh, it's nothing fancy, but it will, it will do for the evening. Father, do you have any wine here? Uh, why, yes, my son, we do. Uh, not the sacramental kind either, I might add. Uh, the bishop Aww. does at least store a good supply of wine for uh, guests, and you are certainly guests. So, um, uh, yes, I'll have uh, Ordolf come and uh, bring you some wine and some food. It's been a long, trying day. Um, yes, it has. Two bottles, please. Very well. And um, it won't it won't be long. I'll go and see how they're doing on the grave. Uh, so, sixteen tons. All <laughs> right. You see, uh, Father Matteo come out and say, uh, "That's." He looks down. That's perfectly fine. That's deep enough. Then he smacks you with the shovel and starts burying you. <laughs> All right. Uh, Perhaps, uh, Oldorf and Valrad, you could go clean yourselves. And Ordorf, uh, make sure that our guests in the church uh, uh, go uh, get some bread uh, and uh, some fruit. And uh, I'm sure one of the uh, townsfolk could offer some, uh, some a pot of uh, stew. Oh, yes. Very, 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 very well, Father. Thank you. So, Valrad, you are uh, released from your uh, grave-digging duties. Now to fetch some sacramental wine. I mean, no, I wouldn't do that in front of anyone. But I will go quickly freshen up or whatever that one does. Splash some water on my face. And uh, and Father Matteo, uh, he uh, he comes back and he brings the bishop and helps him shuffle out of his office and uh, out towards the uh, the second. Uh, little house where uh, he lives. So in about a, I'm going to say about a 40 minute period, uh, Ordolf comes back and he's got bottles of wine. He's got stew. He's got some other uh, villagers helping him bring all this in. And they set up, up on a table uh, not far from where your rooms are and light some candles as it's getting dark. And there you are. You have a, a little a little banquet in front of you. Um, is the bishop's uh, house, whatever, uh, within line of sight of where we're at? Uh, if you were to go outside, but no, not in that sort of cloistered area where you're staying at the moment. Well, I would like to recommend that we at least keep eyes on it uh, just within, within the group. We could post a watch, if you like. It might be a good idea. And 
Um, yeah, so Valrad, you're back with the group if you uh, are having difficulty reading that letter. And I will, uh, I don't know if I would tell Father Poncelet. He seems really harsh if I were to say something about it. So, Sister Marguerite, she's not much nicer. <laughs> she may not ask a lot more questions. Um, uh, Fulrad will, you know, approach Sister Marguerite. And it's like, I, I, I learned some information that, I may not have uh, was supposed to hear, but uh, there seems to be some kind of an affair going on or that uh, uh, Master Vic is engaged in with uh, apparently some woman who lives in the woods. Uh, he is married and uh, uh, Lowell Ordoff has seen him on multiple occasions sneak off uh, presumably stealing bread away into the woods to meet with this, this woman. I don't know if that means anything. Um, I, uh, Orloff, uh, led me into his room and I found this letter just laying about and it seemed to have some kind of instructions regarding this bread and strange woman that lives off in the woods. And I will hand it to uh, Sister Marguerite. Looking kind of ashamed that um, I may have, like, nicked the letter. She'll uh, she'll take the letter and she will uh, say thank you for the information. Um, Mr. Uh, Nicholas had spoken of as much when he came in here. And she'll start to read the letter. Are you going to share it with everyone, or do you want me to just uh, keep it private? She'll read it first, and then she'll, um, depending on what she reads, she'll take it to Father Poncelet. Poncelet. Okay. I think I dropped the uh, letter in for you. Yep. I'm reading it now. So as uh, as sort of this is all going on, um, you... Uh, see the men-at-arms uh, come to the door of the church, and uh, they are, are sort of looking a little odd, but uh, they're sort of standing around in the entrance to the church. I'm curious. I will go and investigate. And they say, uh, I'm sorry, Father. We, uh, we've been told not to let anyone out of the church. Told by whom? Uh, told by... Uh, Sir, Sir Vic. And then you hear a scream, a man's scream. And I'm immediately pushing past these dudes. Okay. So let's have a uh, strength test. Ah. I'm hoping they're going to react to the sound of the scream as well. So you manage to uh, needle your way past them. They uh, aren't used to having a priest... Uh, Push, push past them, and you come down the steps, and you see uh, Vic with a body over the saddle of his horse in front of him, and he's galloping out of the churchyard. I am definitely shouting uh, for for people, and um, 
sister, you've sort of get through this letter, but you suddenly hear Father Ponsole screaming. What do the rest of you do? Viet will, I'm going to assume that Viet is not armoured up. Um, he would have been relaxing for the end of the day. Indeed. Eating and such. But his, um, his weapons will be off to the side. He will grab his poleaxe and uh, he will charge out to the source of, or to wherever Father Ponsolet is. So you see uh, Father Ponsolet is pushed through some men-at-arms. The men-at-arms now are kind of all spilling out of the church. Uh, Father Ponsolet, you uh, look over and see what looks to be like the body of Father Matteo on the ground outside, outside of the uh, bishop's cottage. Gonna rush and toward him, grazing the arm, cry. Yeah, and uh, uh, the father is lying there. Uh, there's a serious gash, uh, sort of across his head, and uh, he is uh, pretty much bleeding out. Going to be bellowing for the sister. I need her here because apparently I do not have first aid. <laughs> she is on her way. So, uh, as you all assemble outside, uh, it's pretty clear what happened. Uh, Vic uh, came, he grabbed the body of the, uh, the bishop, or grabbed the bishop. He uh, killed Father Matteo and made quick his escape on horseback with the bishop slung over uh, the horse. And killed him yet. And, uh, yeah, the, the bishops, uh, all you saw was his sort of being slung over the, the horse. And, uh, but uh, Mateo's quite dead. Damn it. Right. We need to assemble the, uh, the, the men-at-arms and go after him. That's right. We need to throw the men-at-arms at the witch, I'm guessing. So, um, when Marguerite gets there, she'll check on Mateo to verify, you know, that he can be saved or not. And I'm assuming he can't. No, he cannot. Okay. And at that point, she'll turn to father and say, I think I know where they're going. And she'll hand him the letter that she, uh, that she was reading. I'll share that with everyone. <laughs> of course. Graves for everyone. Right. Okay. So, uh, does Light have leadership? Um, no. I am really surprised I don't. Uh, but that's fun. Uh, to the uh, probably to the guards uh, or the the men at arms uh, for Father Ponsley is going to denounce uh, Hervic as a heretic and such like that and order them to you know gear up and prepare to go after him he has abducted his grace the bishop oh critical success on public speaking oratory <laughs> so uh despite them all looking quite uh, alarmed um uh, they know who uh they know who uh who they serve and it's not vic it's the uh, bishop so they uh, quickly agreed that uh, 
they will assist you in bringing down uh, Vic to uh, to justice. I'm going to delegate command of them to Vike because he's a Knigget. We may need Volrad along to dig some graves. Of course. Um, let's see. So, also, we should probably make sure that if there is anybody uh, in the uh, in the group uh, of the uh, militiamen or men at arms or whatever who know this particular area well, uh, so like we could have not not necessarily a scout. I mean, we've got directions, but it's getting dark and um, the. Uh... The uh, men-at-arms simply say that nobody goes into these woods in the night. Um, there are all sorts of strange stories, all sorts of disappearances, and yes, well, you're not going to find any 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 anyone local in the in the town that's going to want to to go into those woods. Well. So you're saying you're not going to do your duty? No, they're saying good luck finding one of the peasants who knows these woods no, 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 to go and do that. The, uh, the men at arms, but that's fine. We've got directions. Hopefully we can, we can follow these directions. Gather your gear. Let's prepare to leave. Be quick about it. And uh, they're pretty much ready to go. They have uh, their. They have their. Take Father Mateo's body in, uh, into the uh, church. That he'll do. All right. Let's let's go kill a witch, and a traitor, and a heretic. So, with using the uh, instructions on that letter, um, they know at least where that trail begins. Excellent. And once you get into the woods, you understand why it's called the Dark Vald, because massive fir trees create a canopy that blocks out the sky. Uh, the trail is narrow, it's winding. Um, it's very difficult to see beyond, uh, beyond the path itself. And of course, darkness is closing in. Luckily, we should have torches. With your torchlight, you see the path before you. It's not difficult. And it's not difficult to, 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 to follow it all because there's fresh hoof prints that have dug up the ground. Actually, On. you get to about here. Here. What's here? On the map. Oh, okay. I have my bow out and ready. So, yeah, you travel south about two miles into the woods south of Bourbon. And you come to one of these things that's called a Blocksburg or a Block Mountain, a forested hill ringed with old stones. Now, don't think a massive hill. Just think a, more like a, a berm. Right. Small heaps of viscera are scattered around the, uh, the area. You can sort of smell this foul smell. And it's very clear that this place has been used for rituals. And you see a collection of stumps forming a kind of table in the middle of the ring of stones. And as you enter into this grove, you see Bishop Gerhardt bound to that stump table 
weeping and crying, and you see a woman dancing around with a javelin in her hand, and you see Vic standing there with his crossbow out, and this woman's dancing lewdly around the, the prone body of the bishop, chanting strange things in, in Latin, and holding this javelin in a wicked way that gives you the sense that she's going to stab the bishop. And I'll show uh, you what the woman looks like. I was about to say, are we sure the bishop isn't into this thing? <laughs> oh, she definitely looks uh, pretty dark. Does he mention the safe word? All right. <laughs> and I'm just going to say that you see this all from the tree line. Um, what do you do? We charge forward like crazy people. Excellent. Dance vault. Here we go. You know, I didn't even ask. How many of uh, the minute arms do we actually have? You've got about four. That movement needs to be approved, apparently. Who am I, who am I missing? Like, uh, none of that crap. You need to um, turn off approved movement. Yeah. Who am I missing? Uh, who haven't I put on the combat map yet? Be it. Be it. So as soon as the men-at-arms see this scene in front of them, they turn and bolt. <laughs> and they're like, Cowards. nope. It's like, yeah, this is twisted, and we're having nothing to do with it. Looks like the bishop's dead, and goodbye. The witch sees you enter her grove and hisses and points. Vic raises his crossbow and aims at Viet. Viet, what do you do? Uh, I'm assuming he's still on horseback. Viet, uh, yes. Then he will ready his shield and begin to charge. Excellent. How do I uh, take off the uh, movement thing? There's a, if you go to the mapping options, you've got an, I can't remember what it's called, approved movement or something like that, or token lock. Yeah, thank you. It's done. Yep. Is going to think start the, the I think the horse movement is probably going to be eight, something like that. That sounds fair. But that will only be after he's ready to shield. Okay. Volrad, you're aiming? Yep. Okay, click on the button. Nicholas. Okay, um, can I? I want to do this. I guess I'm ready to maneuver so you're going to ready your hammer? Your microphone's gone all weird. Still weird. No, wearing it backwards, are you? I guess I had it on backwards again. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, he's going to ready his uh, hammer. And then... Is that just a step, or can I do a move with that? It's a step. So he'll ready, and then step, 
maybe protectively in front of um, where the heck am I? Like in front of um, the two clergy folks. Okay. Sister Marguerite. So Marguerite is going to try to look for some cover that she can use to like kind of scoot around the edge of the clearing and try to her end goal. She wants to get over to the Bishop to check on him in case he actually is injured. Okay. Uh, start to skirt around. You can see on the map, uh, the rocks and such, um, you choose where you want to start skirting. Let's skirt around to the left. Father is advancing at a walk while brandishing his crucifix and beginning the Catholic Latin exorcism prayer. Excellent. Was it depri I've got it there. I just can't speak Latin. Okay. Otali uh, is going to move over to the bishop. target. Vic has aimed for one turn. Um, that should give him his act bonus, correct? Yes. And that's a minus three? There might be some penalties because Viet is moving. So what's uh, Viet's uh, speed, you say eight? Eight, yep. Hold up. What is that speed range modifier? So just add eight to the range. You'll need to enable the range mods. I think I did, because I can see minus three on mine. Oh, map full sized. So it'd be minus five. Thank you. Missed by one. So that means it's probably embedded in the uh, shield or ricochet. Missed by the, the DB. Yep. Very nearly hit, um, Sister Marguerite. Very nearly, but I think he would have been aiming up and you're, you're on horseback. So, Viet. Viet is going to have his horse trample um, Vic. Okay. And what's required for that? Just take the first one. Um, Riding roll, I think. Okay. You will get a defense as per normal. Then he shall dodge. And he does. Volrad. Arrows away. Right into Viet's back. Oh. You know it's going to happen. Oh, yes. Man, there for a second, I thought it was going to be three ones. I'm like, I oh, know. really? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, so he can, I'm going to say he can't dodge this. He can't do anything. He doesn't realize it's coming. Oh. Oh, I was right. I nicked him. So he's wearing, uh, he's wearing some pretty good armor. Yep. He's got Brigandine. Brigandine armor on his chest. Nicholas. All right. um, Nicholas is just going to move forward, advance. Such a Marguerite. 
She's going to move forward and duck behind the rock. And while she's going, she's uh, repeating the sign of the cross um, as she goes. Okay. Continuing as before. Step and continuing my thing. Okay. Otali, the witch. So she is going to... Um, she is going to use some dark magic on, on, um, on uh, Viet. Actually, no, she's not. I think she's going to hurl her javelin at Viet. She'll step and hurl her javelin at Viet. And I assume it's the same modifier, minus because of your speed. Yes, I just add eight to her current range. So it's still going to be at a minus five. So it'd be as, as if her range was 11. Yeah, still going to be at minus five for her. And misses completely. Vic drops his crossbow and is going to fast draw his sword. Too many dice, but he still does it. Viet. We'll be pulling up the horse and begin to dismount. I think you can dismount in one turn with a successful riding roll. Never mind. I'll just dismount. Okay. All right. Draw an arrow. I'll take a step with that too. All right. He's just going to do, he's going to continue running. All right. Yep. Moving and praying. All righty. Otali is going to uh, step and cast a spell at Viet. Here's where Viet explodes. He gets turned into a newt. He got better. So I get turned into a crusty old man with a white beard from the previous campaign, or previous one shot. <laughs> He's not even alive yet. Uh, what's that resisted by? Probably health. Health, I'd say. I'll assume it's health. Oh, it's health. Nice. I, mean, I believe that Defender wins. So you feel uh, something tug at your eye sockets, but it's a very brief, very brief experience. You witch. Vic is going to move on Nicholas. Ruh row Raggy. He's gonna do a move and he's gonna do a move and attack. So it'll be a minus four to hit you. Capped at nine. Unless he burns the fatigue for the heroic charge. We'll burn that fatigue then. What's the fatigue cost? Just one. Um so I can do a fatigue as well for defense plus two to my parry. Yes, I believe that's uh, correct. All right, so he will do a parry with a plus two, right? Fever's I think defense. that's Fever's Defense. Single act of defense brawl, yep. Yeah, Fever's Defense. And you parry. A parry. Um, very well done. So now my, my uh, weapon is unready. Ah, uh, your way, you, you have one can, of those. You can use a, a fatigue point to rapid recover. On his turn. On his turn. Actually, 
Yeah, because you parried. Yes. Viet. Uh, we'll finish dismounting. Step and knock. Nicholas. Whoa, my turn again. Okay. Um, well, he will spend... I'm not going to... He's just playing my character. Um, he's like, Vic, why are you attacking us? Don't make us hurt you. And uh, he's going to take his uh, turn to ready his uh, his hammer. Okay. I can't do um, that. That's actually my maneuver, right? So he can't do like a all out defense if I do that. Correct. Okay. Um, yeah. So he will just, uh, you know, just playing the character. He's going to ready his hammer and try to talk. Why are you attacking us? Don't hurt us. Sister, Marguerite. Okay. She's going to kind of see that the path is clear. So she's going to start making her way towards the bishop. Father Ponsus. He's too old for this running crap. Holy cow. Otalie is going to try to strike Viet Blind again. Rutro Raggy. Ah, uh, what have you done to me, you witch? So uh, it's going to last 10 seconds, 10 turns. And yeah, you're at minus 10 to attack anyone physically. You might want to put an effect on Viet blind 10 turns. And that would be a new effect, would it not? Or a custom one? Unless there's already... I don't think so. I will make one. And the parameters will be 10, 10. and sec. sec. Plus, yeah. No, sec, just sec. Oh, just sec, okay. Sec plus has it counting the other way instead of counting down it. Did I get that right? Sorry. Vic is going to attack Nicholas. Two-handed swing. Nicholas? Um, I can't... Did it, anything happen? I can't see the that he missed or hit. Oh, sorry. My bad. Sorry. Oh. Sorry. Okay. Um, well, he will go for... I guess feverish defense again. What's that put your parry at? And then I can uh, do a retreat. Oh, you know, I can uh, do a dodge. Yeah, if you do retreat in feverish uh, with the dodge, that, that's a plus five, I think. Yeah. So, so yeah, this is, this is that better. He's like, whoa, and, whoa, Vic, why are you attacking us? That way you can turn around and go smack him afterwards. And my weapon doesn't become unready. All right. Ooh. Ooh, All right. Felt the uh, blade whiz by your chest. Really whizzed up by him. Vite, poor Vite. Is I'm assuming pole axes are going to be too big to be on a horse, right? Not in this combat. <laughs> so I Viet is going to fumble around for um, his poleaxe, wherever it's secured to the, the saddle of the horse, and he's going to uh, grab it and ready it. I Excellent. guess make a dex roll. Sure. Well done. Step a name. Which one are you aiming at? You've got both of them selected. I'm aiming at uh, a pick. 
for now. Back to you, Nicholas. Yeah, so he's like, yeah, he's just like cursing in German. Blah, blah, I don't know how to curse in German. And then he'll step forward. Shiza. Um, I, he's going to attack his uh, leg. Swing at his leg. All right, so minus two. I think that, wouldn't, I think that don't give me the minus four for, um, what is it, reluctant um, something. Reluctant killer. Reluctant killer, yeah. And then he can do, he'll do a telegraphic and swing. And with a telegraphic, now does that give? Yeah, you get plus two. Right. So, Vo, uh, so um, Vic is going to try and dodge. Need to roll an 18. Goose. Fister. All right, so she's going to kind of go up next to the bishop and just stay low to kind of stay out of sight, but check on him and see if he's injured and if she needs to do any first aid or if he's or if he's just unconscious. Okay. That'll be your turn. You get to the bishop. Father Ponsalik. Otali. Uh, she is going to um, step back and pull out a knife. Vic is going to try to attack Nicholas again. Two-handed swing to the chest. Oh I guess he God. doesn't like you, Nicholas. I guess not. I know he always looked like he was in a bad mood. Well, one-handed thrust. That works, too. Did he potentially hit? I really have got to remember to drop these and shit. Or you just say oh my whether God. he hits or not. I got to remember to do that, too. Um, he's retreating. He versus the fence. Oh, did he thrust at me? He did thrust. So I did the fever's defense and the retreat. Excellent. Viet. Viet will slap the horse and go, yeah. Time for some blind fury. And then he'll proceed to just sort of swing this pole axe around. Like a crazy person. Yes. Awesome. Well, I'm going to step and shoot. I'm just wondering why, like, Volrad and Father Ponce are back to just watching me almost die. Help! Oh, I'm shooting! This brute is here! I'm a 70-year-old man. I'm trying! Help, Volrad! This guy is crazy, just like you said! Okay, so... After... And minus three... And... Uh, so, range minus three, accuracy two, with an all-out attack of... Uh, def uh, range is a plus one, one. is even, even Nothing numbers. For you, sir. Roll a three. Would be nice. That wasn't a three. This was not. Okay, so uh, he will uh, he will try and dodge. Succeeding. Uh, Where does your arrow go? Oh, nowhere. Yeah, nowhere. Nowhere. Uh, Nicholas is starting to get a little angry, like that's it, Vic. And he'll step and attack. Um, what are my options for just for extra effort with just with an attack? Is, can I get a something to make my attack better, like a plus bonus? Not with extra effort, but you could do a mighty blow, which gives you plus two damage if you hit. 
or you could do or a rapid strike. Or whichever is better. <clears throat> or, um, yeah, rapid or flurry of blows, so you do two attacks, but they would be at minus three. Mm. He's going to do, um, can I just do just a normal attack, no fatigue against his leg? Is that a minus two, right? Yep. Big bucks, no whammies. Good roll. Okay. He will try and dodge. And is he at a minus two or is dodge no, no, you know, how many dodges can he do in one round? You can unlimited dodges. Yeah. Oh. But then you fail. But then you fail. All right. Let's see how much damage he does with that. Not as much as I was expecting. Six crushing on the leg. He's got he's got light DR of two, so that would bring it to a four on the leg. So potentially a shock penalty, but not a major wound. Yeah, not a major wound because his health. He's got what's his health here? Hang on. It's based off hit points. Yeah, it needs yeah. to be half his hit points in a single. Yeah, way. so so it's not half. His hit points are thirteen. Well, not anymore. But uh, he, did four to his, he did four to his leg. Let's say it was his left leg. Sure. Nice hit, by the way. Sister Margarita, you look at the bishop, and he is very much alive. He's lying there. He's, he's crying. He's praying. He's weeping. So I'm sorry. God help me. Okay. She just says, God will help you. And she'll try to start. Um, is he is he tied down or is he yes. Just there? yes, he's tied down. Okay, so she will say that and then just start to uh, pull out her knife and to try to cut the ropes. You already had your knife out. No, she didn't. She was um, running. Hmm. She was taught never to run with a knife. Didn't they teach you that at Little Monk School? That was a very long time ago for him. Totally. Uh, she will make a move to attack Sister Marguerite. Chick fight. And she's going to get up onto the, uh, the little makeshift altar. And that's it. Vic growls angrily at the blow on his uh, leg. And he will do another attack on uh, Nicholas. This time, a two-handed swing. Oh, my God. I'm retreating. Oh, retreating and feverish defense dodge. There you go. Burning through those fatigues. <laughs> That's what they're for. <laughs> Stepping forward, just whirlwinding this polex around. I'll kill you, you witch. Uh... Right, I will step and draw an arrow. This combat hinges okay. on Nicholas. Nicholas, you got to do it. That's my well, Finish him. Um, well, I have my weapon's not ready. Uh, you can burn a fatigue to a rapid recovery. Wait, why is it ready? You didn't parry with it, you dodged. Oh, yeah, you dodged. That's right. Nobody attacks, right? Yeah, yeah you can attack every turn. Yeah, it just comes unready if you parry. Oh, so not for attacks? Oh, okay. 
well, it becomes unready for attacks. Uh, well, is it unbalanced? Yes, it's unbalanced. Well, hang on. You've got, what are you using, an axe or? It's just a hammer. Yeah, uh, so. The carpenter's hammer? And I, I called it a carpenter's hammer, but I was just basing it off of like a normal, like a mace, I think, is what I based it off of. Yeah, so so it just says it, it, it becomes unready if you parry with it. Not for attacks. Well, you can, you can either weapon. you can either parry or attack. You can't do both. So if you use it to attack, then you can't parry. If you used right. it to parry, you can't attack. Right. So that's what I was thinking. So I used it to attack last turn. So this turn I would have to ready it. No, because um, you didn't parry. So every turn it becomes ready. Oh, automatically. Yes. Yeah. It's... Oh, okay. 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 Um, then he's going to step and do the same thing. Sorry. There we go. This, uh... This color, babe. All right. Good job. To the left leg again. Okay. Oh, Beck, he's losing it. Oh, that was the wrong, uh, clicked on the wrong one. It's hard to click on the... There we go. All right. So on the leg, he's got two, so... That's five points of damage for nine in total to that leg. Uh, no, it's just it's just crushing. Yeah, so but for, yeah. for determining yeah. crippling, I think it has to be in a single blow. Um, Unless you're using wounds, but he's taken a lot of damage to that leg. Yeah, he's taken. Uh, I'm going to say. I'm going to make him do a health check to uh, stay standing. It's any All right. over half hit. It's one blow, cripples the limb, but damage beyond the minimum required to inflict crippling injury as well. Right. So you're telling me that we can keep hammering on that leg so long as it's not doing. I'm, I'm pretty sure. There is there's specific rules. But, but he might be he might be um, reeling from his wounds though because the talk, or I mean I don't know his health but the five damage or the four plus whatever I did now plus the five. So well, that would be nine. nine nine in total to his leg. But the important or thing is that's going to put him in half move half dodge. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. yeah. Overall, his health is at minus nine. <laughs> He's at fair. Okay. Holy crap. Holy crap. Sister Margarita. Okay, so she's going to finish drawing her knife out and spot the um, Otilly coming her way, and she's going to, like, um, like hold out her mother's crucifix with her other hand and just uh, repeat the, um, the prayer protection that she was doing earlier. Okay. And go, I think it's what, it's all out defense? Is that what it is? Yes. And that will be, which one is that? I think that is the one where you pick uh, an option. Right. Are you dodging? Are you parrying? All out defense is increased where you add plus two to one defense of your choice uh, or double where it's like you have two dif different, uh, different active defenses. 
you'd probably just go with increase because you're just facing off against one one threat. Yeah, probably do a dodge. I think. Okay. Well, then he's not crippled. There is an optional wound for accumulated damage. I'm just copying that. Otali is going to uh, step and try to attack Marguerite. You should have said in Latin, bring it, bitch. I don't think that translates. Go, old Ripley. Get away from him, you bitch. <laughs> Here we go. So she'll try to attack uh, you, uh, Sister Marguerite, with a swing, possibly hitting. Okay, give me a second to put numbers in. Retreating does... It's a plus one. Okay. Uh, oh, it's, no, a, retreating it's is retreating plus is plus three. No, plus three. Yeah, if it's a dodge, it's a plus three. There you go. So it'd be a plus five. S. excrement? Excellent. Vic. Oh, poor Vic. Yeah, you know, he's just going to keep going at you. He clearly had a bad experience with uh, someone who looked like uh, Nicholas. Nicholas, that's right. Uh -huh. So he doesn't look to be affected by my wounds in terms of, like, high pain threshold. That, um... I've hit him twice. Yeah, yeah. And he's still coming at me, like, full on. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, does Vic have high pain threshold? He's He's got high pain threshold. Then he's not affected by shock penalties. Okay. Um, I will do... <laughs> I see out of the corner of my the father's, like, you can like, hear him you long enough. he's advancing slowly. I'm like, took you long enough to crawl here, old man. <laughs> no. no, he doesn't say that because he's respectful. He's like, I could really use yourself, father, or your help, father. Um, and he will take a retreating dodge with uh, the plus two for a previous defense. I really don't want to get hit by that two-handed sword. I don't have any armor. Okay, well then. Fiat. Wildly swinging. All right. All right. I'm taking a step and knocking the arrow. Are you gonna? Are you going to aim at Vic or at Otley? Oh, uh, at this point, I haven't decided yet. Because if he goes down, I'll take the next round to start aiming. But he's not aiming this round. Might be Vic. But Nicholas. Poor Nicholas keeps getting the. Uh, Beat up here. I think I'm gonna. I can. I'm gonna do an all-out defense. I don't know. I think my. I don't know. My luck's kind of running out. Okay. So he's gonna do all-out defense um, with a bonus to his dodge. Okay. Sister Marguerite. Okay. She's going to reposition herself. What is the reach on whatever Viet is swinging around? Uh, it would be fairly close to you, I think. Hang on. It has a reach of two to three. So he'd probably be swinging it at reach two. Okay. So that's one hex away from you. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. All right. So Marguerite's going to kind of scoot around the edge of the circle and see if she can't um, cut some of the ropes 
on the bishop while she is going by. So she'll kind of move down near where his feet are. And if the, his feet are bound, she'll uh, start trying to cut the ropes. Okay. Uh, do a dex check just to be able to do that in one second. Excellent. Barely. Father Ponsolette. Right. So I'm just going to do a heroic charge to cover that last bit of space. Actually, I don't need to do that, huh? I got a stick, so I have reach of two. Uh, so it's going to step and go for that same leg. Oh. <laughs> oh, look at that. Awesome. It's shake and bake. Okay, so I got to find the table really quickly. That's that's awesome. Huh. Do we not have, are those not turned on? They should be. I can see them. Well, let me see if I don't have them turned on properly. Critical hit table? I don't see that in the module uh, activation. Huh. Does anybody else have uh, that issue with critical? No, okay, hold on. There we go. You linked it. I don't have the table in my modules, but I see the table. Okay, so that's nice. That is nice. Yeah, drop that weapon. Thank God. So that's to the same leg? That is to the oh same God. leg because I saw him you know, battering it. And I figure even if he hasn't fallen down or anything, he is like probably at least a little limpy, favoring it somewhat. Alrighty. <laughs> that's awesome. Dude, that was a hard hit. Wow. Yeah, that just give me a second. Just, just, just give me a second here. One moment, please. He's still conscious, and he drops his sword. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll do another. Well, I guess I could have. I guess I could have saved that health check for this turn, but I'll do it again. What? Why not? Still conscious, he is uh, going to try to reach for his sword. Be it. Continue swinging. All right. I think she's going to have her back to me before too long. I'm going to take aim at the witch. Excellent. And take a step. Nicholas, you all have defended. I all have defended. Um, I saw him drop his weapon. He's unarmed. I think just he probably wouldn't attack him again. You have to color this one. So he's, But he is going to kind of move around him okay he's still he's still technically in the fight Back but he's got to kneel down to pick up sword. his weapon I, my, my guess is the reluct killer so he's just you know he's just being a little more passive sister margarita viet's going nuclear <laughs> all right so did she get the ropes off of his feet or is she gonna need to spend another turn doing that yeah she'll have to spend another turn doing that. okay she'll do that Father Ponsolet. Okay, so uh, I think he's probably gonna go for that again to try to knock this dude out. No, wait, I have cannot kill, so well, that's fine. I'm just going for his his leg again. Maybe his other leg this time. Success by five. Ooh. 
That is a telegraphed attack, so you will get a plus two on your defenses. But there's not a lot he can actually do. Roll then. All right, fail. Have uh, another seven points. Uh, that's probably to the same leg, maybe. I don't know. Sure, same leg. Sure. Nothing else. He's going to have some really big bruises on that leg. That's totally. I she tried to break his hand as the weapon. Odily is going to step and try to attack Sister Marguerite. Possibly. All right. Putting in numbers. Feverish is what? Plus two? Yep. Yeah. Well, Vic, roll to stay conscious. 18. We want an 18. Or 17. 17's fine. Prefer an 18, though. That's not an 18. No. <laughs> so he's uh, he's uh, grabbing that. I guess. Um, can Viet hear the sounds of fighting? Or especially between oh. Sister Marguerite and. Why don't you make a Why don't you make a, an IQ roll and uh, see if you can figure it out? Nope. Yeah, it's gonna sort of walk in the last known direction. Okay. All right. He's gonna accidentally get the. Uh, yeah, I know the way. Bishop. <laughs> yeah, I, I see a foot going right. The bishop, the bishop sits up and then. <laughs> Bishop's gonna get cut free. He's gonna roll off and stand up and whoosh. ah, no way. Why are you at minus one? It doesn't cross her line. Well, actually, no, no, I, I don't think it really does. But well, um, so what was your your not attack mark? Uh, let's see, I think so. Let's see, minus four for range, plus two for aim, and yes, I did, unfortunately. Um, well, just for shits and giggles, let's do the uh, roll for Sister Marguerite. I think that line does actually cross her, uh, her, her hex. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I love it. Woo! Missed by one. Yeah, it's got to be, uh, I think, a nine or worse. Yeah, it, it's capped at nine. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so this arrow goes singing by you, Sister Margaret. Ah! And I'm like, ah! <laughs> Nicholas, what did you... What did um, Vic do this last round? He's just trying to get, he's trying to get his weapon off. The... He, your, his back is to you. I'm like... Father, his back is to you. That Father means you can. Delay, no. That means you can step and hit, and he cannot defend. I'm doing a all-out attack. There you go. And telegraph. The, um, telegraph. What type of all-out all attack? Out. Strong. Um, strong damage. Plus two. <laughs> plus two. Um, I think he's trying to defend or protect Father Ponsolet. That's his motivation. Taking at the other leg. Um, no, I'm just gonna go. What's he wearing for armor? Like, what do I? See? He's got brigandine, brigandine on his chest. So it's like dr five. And then like leather on the arms and legs, I think. Yeah. 
Um, shoot. All right. Maybe I just go for the leg again. <laughs> no, I'm going for the, Oh, no, because I got a blunt. Anyways, I'm just going for the torso. Really? I think I'd probably go for a leg or an arm for that. What's the deal? Sure, you can go it's for not more than probably like two or three or something like that. On the arm so, and legs, well, it's two. It's on his arm and legs, it's two, and his chest is five. I want to see that TV. I want to okay, see. Okay, let's go for the leg again. You also have reluctant killers. So. Right leg. He decided to switch up legs. <laughs> All right, do your damn. All right. Ooh. Oh. 10 points. That's going to hurt a bit. That will cripple. And 13 so, hit points, so... Yeah. yeah, so he goes down, but like a Timex watch, he keeps... But he is down. Sister Margaret. She sees um, Viet swinging closer and closer to the bishop, and she's going to holler out to, uh, to him to stop. <laughs> He's going to kill the bishop if he gets any closer. Stop, you fool. And she is, hmm, I think she's going to take a step towards Viet and hope he stops swinging. Father Ponsolet. Father yep. I just stepped and resumed his, uh, his thing because it's like he was inhaling for two seconds, so he didn't uh, get to complete his thing. Otali is going to, uh, at this point, step and cast Strike Blind on uh, Sister Margaret. Okay, what is it? Uh, H health roll? Yeah, roll, health roll, yeah. That would be a note. She is now blind. <laughs> oh, 10 seconds. Man, I was hoping your blessed would uh, protect you against that. You know, I have no idea. Uh, let's see. Uh, no, it's simply you get you get some sort of uh, wisdom from your deity. However, your blessing gives you the ability to perform particular heroic feat once per game. Oh no, that's a different that's a different type. Okay, Vic, fail your health check, but and on command he does. So Vic passes. Wait. So Viet will stop swinging um, his poleaxe, but he'll shout out, I'm blind, I can't see. Uh, let's see. Um, he's going to... Can you draw an arrow and do a full move? Fast draw, maybe. Well... You can, but I think it's a dex minus two, or you drop it. That's that sounds real. I'm gonna move. I drop it. Does he really have a move of eight? Wow. Wow, really? Uh, hold on. Let me make sure he's got. What's his inventory? Weight carried seven. Yeah, he's got a move of. No, five, two, three. I was about to say. I'm like, that's not right. That can't be right. Oh, that was his dodge. You were looking. That at. was his dodge. Yep. Like, whoops. <laughs> so he'll drop an arrow and kind of curse himself as he does so, but uh... um, I forgot. Did we say that my weapon is 
ready now or do I have to ready it if I used it last it, round? It only undies if you do a, the alternate form. So if you swing and hit, you can swing and hit again and swing and hit again. But if you at any point parry, then the only way you can take another swing is if you ready it. But and the same is if you swing and hit and you need to parry, you have to ready it before you parry. It basically has a kind of a distinctive defensive mode. Okay. Um, so he's doing a heroic charge. So one fatigue. And so am I. Can I combine that with any other attacks or um, options? Like uh, extra potential to hit? Oh, telegraphic, right? Um, yes, you can. The armor, like what kind of clothing do I see on Otil? Just clothing. Okay, so he's going for a torso hit plus four. I just don't want to hit. I don't want to miss. And then the heroic charge. Oh my oh, god. Oh wow. <laughs> of course. I think I tripped over um uh, Vic on the way over. Not to, not to be a uh, uh, get the buddy fucker trophy, but you also have a minus four for attacking her in the torso because of reluctant killer. So I think that's a critical failure. Well, it's um, if I can't see their target, if I can't see their face, I think it's only a minus two. Ah, I had forgotten about that. But I mean, I still failed pretty bad. So I mean, <laughs> might as well be a critical. Well, you just swing and miss her. Sister Margarita. She is, she's going to um, drop to her knees and hold up the crucifix and pray and go all out defense. So she'll be, um, yeah, like on her knees. So I guess prone. All right. Well, I'm going to tries what nicholas did but hopefully not with the same results <laughs> good 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 okay to the ch the back wow success by two I get that. and i believe that's uh rear hex so she cannot defend yep. and your damage oh oh points. <laughs> awesome Wong. I brought that stick from downtown. All right. So you did six points. You did nine points of damage. Yep. Minus any DR, blah, blah, blah. Well, uh, that would be to stay standing, I believe. But she is stunned. Sweet. Bite's going to come out of that uh, blindness, you know, look around and it's like, what happened? I missed it. Why did it get so quiet? Uh, hang on. He's doing mass. You can hear the, the gears grinding. No, I just wanted to make sure I was not wrong on that. Uh, she, she managed to avoid that. A major wound is any single injury of greater than half your eight hit points. Uh, any major wound requires a health roll to avoid knockdown and stunning. I would think that means she actually isn't stunned. That's correct. Because she made her health roll. Yep. But she'll be in shock on her next. Yep, unless she has high pain. And the shock penalty is equal to the oh, amount of crap. damage that she took, capped at four. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, she does have high pain thresholds. So 
All right. All right. It's all good. Okay, so she is going to uh, spin around. Oh, hi there. And uh, strike blind. She is going to. <laughs> you know, if she does that, I'm afraid she's going to go right unconscious. So she is going to simply uh, swing with her small knife at uh, Nicholas. Man, they just do not like you, Nicholas. No. Really taking one, another one for the team. Mind you, if he... I'm like, whoa, 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 and I like jump back and uh, dodge. If Nicholas survives this unharmed, he might consider himself untouchable. I would, would say... Funny. You need to pick up a new perk. You will just sort of stand there feeling in front of him just to make sure no one's like coming at him. All right. I'm going to try it well, again. I'm going to try the draw the air maneuver. Ah, ah! I don't have to. <laughs> and he doesn't have any more arrows left. So <laughs> that's it. He's like, oh. So we'll just chuck down the bow as well. <laughs> you just start hitting her with a bow. Right. <laughs> I guess it counts as a staff or something. But he has a he has a mace of some kind. All right, Nicholas. Um, he'll just do a telegraphic to the torso. I guess it's a minus four plus four. I mean, it's a minus yeah. four if I think I'm going to kill her. It's just a hammer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a hammer. All right, so they cancel out and uh, crit. Or wow, failure. that's twice. <laughs> now you're on the critical miss table. You'll have to yeah. drop it into chat because we're not seeing him. That's oh, no, no, we can see the critical miss table. You've already shared it. All right, you dropped the darn. And then I'm going to take a step back. Can I still take a step? Yes, you can take a step, step before back. or after. I'm like. He like curses as his hammer goes flying out of his his hand, and he'll take a step directly back. Okay, I know why. For whatever reason, I had the player load blocked on the tables. That's so strange. I didn't know you could even do that. I don't know why I would have had that blocked. But anyway, yeah, they loaded me. So on. Okay, she is uh, still blind and is still praying. Why Why in the entire adventure has it come down to Ponsele being the hero? Oh, man, I missed by one. Cord. Okay. Otali, uh, she sees the priest <laughs> and goes... And, and what? Goes what? Slashes at you with her knife. Gotcha. Right. I don't like that. Let's see. So do that, do that. Dodge, success by one. Nice. Nice. I barely succeeded. Yeah. Doing the same. One more turn. I will step into <laughs> my mace. He might get a chance to, to get in this guy. Nicholas. Drop it this time. Okay. You, um, you, you're going to have to do something, get your weapon. Well, he's like, fuck this shit. And he's going to 
do a, a what do you call it a great step yep into close combat and then uh all out attack to the face i'm just going to try to punch her in the face not grapple i don't know what my grapple would be just a punch to the face oh. is a face of minus five yep all right so it's kind are of they a, uh, halved in close combat are no. they halved in close combat only the grapple grapples are half for hit location all right so it's a minus one effectively i believe oh man i hope you king hit her and knock her out she can do but she did not how oh, i saw a I one know. i know it's like Ooh. so it automatically roll, will force a knockdown roll for roll. the uh, extra potential effect oh like if i hit me? You mean? Oh no, I can't. The face. So if you open up the tables, there's one called the face. Um, critical. I don't have. Oh, there we go. It just popped up. Ooh. Come on, really? And then you need well, to roll the knockdown. Yeah. Regardless, uh, you did do three points of damage to her. And critical fail the health roll. She's got the high pain threshold, so she gets a plus three on health. Yep, so she'd be a health plus three. Oh, bummer. 18. That's not an 18. That's a success. That's a sister, Margaret. Um, okay, so she is basically rinse and repeat. Sorry. Isn't there a penalty for attacking someone who's in close combat? You're minus two. Damn it. I know. I was just thinking that. Like, is there a penalty? Go for it, priest. Doing all that attack. Go for it, priest. You know you want. Boom. Success by five, although that is telegraphic, so. So, does she still get a plus two in her defense if. Yes, she still gets a plus two. Boom. No, that's. No, 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 that's not right. She's she half moving dodge. I'm not sure why I didn't correct the dodge ability. Have you checked the little box? I, I just rechecked it. So here we go. So that's. Uh, you get to re roll it again. That's not. Well, I'll take it. Yeah. It's exactly the same result. Have six points to the chest. Oh, she's still. Well, she steps out of close combat. And needs to make a consciousness roll. Oh, man. Just make she steps into close combat, and uh, that's all she I can see. So he's well, probably going to have to spend a round trying well, to figure out. Oh, yeah. Okay, I see. I'm going to giant step and swing with uh, everything I got at her head. Coming from downtown. Ah! Oh, this will be telegraphic. Uh, at the head. You know what? I'm just going to roll it for now and see where we get. Expecting a three. I know, right? This is where I roll one, two, three. Uh, swing two handed. Boy. Wow. <laughs> well, there's a three. But... There's a major whiff. <laughs> And I <laughs> <laughs> it's like 
Do you guys have oh. a table for the hit locations that you're using? Yes. Uh, load the tables. Yeah, you should be able to load. Yeah, you should be able to load the tables now from the activation in the uh, module. It'll be GURPS 4E tables. GURPS. Oh, cool. Lots of options. All right. He's um, stepped into close combat, and he's going to attempt. Everybody's trying to hit her. Tactically, I mean, I think he's going to try to grab her. I think that's what he would do. Um, Dex or grappling skill? Oh, wait, sorry. I don't have, I thought I had grappling. I have brawling. No, so he's just going to punch again to the face. Well, you can use your Dex for grappling. Just straight Dex? Well, yeah. no, he's, he's better at boxing or uh, brawling. All right, so let me look at the table, sorry. Oh, I don't know how to use the table. All right, do I drag to the box? What table are you using? The hit location. Okay, so just click on the little all-seeing eye icon. That'll open up the table. Oh, no, uh, that's, uh, I, I just do slash mod, you know, minus whatever and then put the type the name in i don't i don't i don't think you can pull it from the uh the the tables oh so okay, you so you want to do a hit location modifier yeah i i thought that's what um no loaded up the tables you can load up the mod uh, modifiers i think all right yeah, well he's just gonna go that. um she's looking at me huh so minus five for the face and um Oh, this is sucks. All right. Yeah, just minus five for the face, and then he'll do telegraphic. So minus one. I feel like my options are limited. Uh oh, you miss. Is that a hit to the body? That was to the face. Oh, so it hits, it hits, the, it hits body. the body. Missed by one. Roll your oh, Wait a sec. Is it neck? An attack to the neck hits the body. All right, so it's a sister. Still praying. Still blind. Success by zero, so telegraphic, so she gets a plus two. Sweet. There you go. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I'm just like keeping them distracted while you. Oh, yeah, I had to have taken a step to do that. She's down at long last. Just as Biet raises his pole axe. Oh. He, he turns around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. So, what that combat went far longer, far longer than I expected it to go. Holy smokes. But that's what happens when Biet got uh, blind. Yep. Yes, you can log right off there, Nicholas. Thanks. Sorry for the, uh, <laughs> the length of time. Yeah, um, I'll I'll catch you guys later. Thank you. Bye bye. See ya. Well, this uh, now this could have gone so many different ways if uh, you hadn't depressed Vic into uh, into uh, service to uh, go fleeing with the bishop because you could have ended up fighting this thing. No, thank you. That's not creepy at all. And upon seeing it, you all would have had to make a fright check at minus six. Minus six. Ooh. Great. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's speculate. So, 
Yeah, let's speculate. You know, it's funny. My character probably has the lowest will of everybody, and he he made pretty much every single one. Even this one, well, even at minus four, like minus six is pretty rough. Let's see, that would have been a failure by four. Oh no, that's not right. Plus seven. So what's that roll? Viet would have fainted for 1d6 minutes. <laughs> so you would have been out for even longer. I would have also fainted for five minutes. That's odd. That's the crazy thing, right? Like, like you know, the, the, the whole, um, like, what happens when you just fail those fright checks in combat? Fright checks are brutal. Uh, what do you think of these... Um, from from GURPS Horror, though, I, I chose the, uh, what did I choose? The uh, Gothic Horror version. Yeah, it's fine. I like them. Because they've got, they've got different kinds. They've got some that are more, but Gothic Horror, I really like cause some of the results. The moral of the story is not to fail in the first nice place. To have, like, characters that are, I don't want to say weak, but not combat oriented and have to come up with ways for, the, for them to actually be able to do stuff you know yeah it's uh well hey i i feel proud i i, I didn't have a, a tpk this time well i think you would have if you had brought that that critter out i think so too failed two of the pcs are unconscious uh so it's like oh great and you guys Here thought it was wrong that viet went and looked at Vic's arm. <laughs> okay, I'm going to roll to the outro. So I hope you have been sitting comfortably, hopefully not sleeping, and enjoying this story of medieval intrigue. If you enjoyed this adventure, why not head over to www.oneshotadventures.com to see all the great adventures available to download. Uh, if you have any questions, corrections, suggestions, feel free to leave a comment here or find us on Discord please consider liking and subscribing to our YouTube and Twitch channels. Thank you for watching and staying up with us. Olympus out. Bye. 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 Bye.